Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity... Of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? morning it's the big man morning show 918-460-KMOD you can also text bmms and then what you want to say to 82945 listen online the website that rocks kmod.com past shows are available on itunes search under bmms listen to your cell phone get the iHeartRadio app available from the app store of your cell phone provider more on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning, Colby. Qualifying people to, I'm sorry, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to Smoke and Guns. That's happening this Saturday. MMA and boxing, firefighters take on police officers, all to raise money for the firefighters burn camp in the Special Olympics of Oklahoma. Saturday, BOK Center. 
It's like you're giving you're part of the community and you're helping raise money for these two great organizations. It's pretty awesome. We've also got listener emails. We've also got to tell the truth. And we're qualifying people for CMO 2022 plus one. Your chance to see every concert that KMOD is a part of, like Hailstorm or Rocklahoma. Not just any Rocklahoma pair of tickets. You're going to get VIP Rocklahoma tickets. And you'll get the hookup for the KMOD 50th anniversary concert in 2023. But you got to qualify yeah. every hour with us. And Keelan Reed. If Broken Arrow got qualified, congratulations to him. Another chance to get qualified every hour, top of every hour. So you listen on the iHeart app, you can just start calling at the top of the hour. We'll do that all morning long, and then Mel and DC will have your chances as well. Lindsay likes crime stories like I like crime stories. Mm-hmm. And one surfaced yesterday... That is crazy. (laughs) So this woman from Queens, apparently her husband and one of her sons goes to visit colleges on Easter weekend. Okay. She apparently did some stuff in the yard and then apparently met up with somebody. Ooh. Brought them back to her house where she was stabbed. Some reports say a dozen times. Some reports say 60 times. Damn. While her other son is in the house as well. And if that's not enough, the man stuffs her into a hockey bag (laughs) and then wheels her a couple of blocks and then just leaves the body. And some of the doorbell cams and everything caught it. (laughs) It's a super creepy video. And the husband says that he received a text saying, don't go to the police, blah, blah, blah. Like all that kind of stuff, right? I ain't buying any of it. Mm -mm. Was that? 60 times, 50 times, 40 times, 30. That's a ton of stabs. That is a lot of stabbing. And some people are saying, well, maybe she put up a fight. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's a ton. That is passion. That is anger. Yeah. Well, you just want to make sure you get the job done right. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> no, no, no. That is passion. Mm-hmm. Multiple detectives would tell you mm-hmm. that much shows a sign of aggression. That isn't, I'm trying to get the job done. If you're going to get the job done, you, you put the knife in the neck and you twist. Right. Mm-hmm. You sound like you've done that before. <laughs> well, we this watch a lot a, of crime. <laughs> this is a wound. Mm-hmm. This is a kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You twist that knife, it does a lot of internal damage. Oh, yeah. You'll bleed out. But the idea that, one, people are like, oh, this, you know, he was in the financial world. This is probably a revenge. If there was someone that was going to do that, why would they go back home mm-hmm. to her home? Why would they take the body? Typically, killers that are, that's what they do, aren't going to take the body with them. No, no, you leave them there because dirt, you just got to get out. Taking the body is the idea of a cover-up. Absolutely. Yeah, it feels like panic mode. And typically, it goes back to the significant other. Yes, suspect number one. Mm -hmm. The other part that's weird, why was he uh, looking at colleges on Easter weekend? Yeah, it's time that you spend with your family. Typically, even if you're mm-hmm. not of the same religion, those places usually aren't conducting right. 
those type of things. I don't, I don't Maybe f- they are. I don't know. I don't remember. They might be. Maybe that was the um, best time for them. Maybe they have busy schedules. He owns a financial uh, investment company. Well, All the time's the best time for him. Do right. the kids play sports? Because maybe they play travel ball where they can't get away. I'm just saying that usually schools recognize holidays. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially major holidays like Earp mm. Easter. Yeah. So I'm not, you may be right. I'm just saying it's an odd thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Two, why take the body? That is indicative of a cover up, like we mentioned. And then you dump the body, just leave it on the side of the road. Yeah, that's weird. That's a panic. Oh my God, what did I just do? Uh, Got to get rid of it soon. And just dump it. And the other part that's really weird is the kid was at home, uh-huh. which you can be like, oh, it's a big house. Maybe it didn't. Usually, when someone's gone mm-hmm. and they come back, you're like, oh, you're back. Like, there's a greeting of, or you check to see what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Dude, <laughs> dude, I had creamer this morning in my coffee, and I was like, I almost vomited. Really? Was it yeah, that and it's, yeah, it's still messing. Anyway. Was that a screw up? <laughs> no, at home. Oh. Um, and so, anyway, so there's, the kid doesn't acknowledge, so either the kid was comfortable with who was in there. Mm-hmm. That's the part that doesn't make sense to me that he she went on a date with her and been brought a man home with her kid in the house. Right. That maybe, doesn't make no sense. Yeah, maybe they have the the husband and wife have an open relationship, you know. I I could totally see that happening. Could have been a friend of the father right, where right. the kid's like, "Oh, I know him. That's uh, like Uncle Dave." Yeah, exactly. Which would mean the dad's I think the dad's at least in on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, yeah, what oh, I'm yeah. thinking. The dad's in on it. Or maybe the kid didn't know that the mom went out. Maybe he's mm-hmm. a little gamer. He was in his room with the headphones on because I'm, I'm uh, thinking, like, did he not hear his mom screaming for that's help? That's where I'm at. Blood-curdling screams. I don't give a damn who you are. You get stabbed once, you're screaming like a bitch. Yes. Dude. You get stabbed 59 more times, you are screaming and fighting, trying to beat this person off. And if he had to stab her that many times, he didn't know what he was doing. Right. 60, 40 stabs is a ton. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of working out. You have to switch hands. Oh, for sure. Even if they're fighting, mm-hmm. right? That's that's a few minutes of stabbing. Oh, Was he yeah. using a butter oh, knife? Yeah. What because kind of knife is this? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the physical act, even if it was the sharpest knife in the world, mm-hmm. the physical act is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Right, right, because you're going back and forth and back. Even if you're... All right, so we take your traditional stab as like over the head, but even if you're just like shanking somebody, like you see in prison movies, you do that sixty times, you're gonna get worn out. Unless, unless you're professional at this. If you're a professional, you're not doing sixty, and you're not taking the body. <laughs> and if she brought him back to the house, his fingerprints have got to be if he's all a prof- over the place. If he's a professional. Mm-hmm. Right? There wouldn't be. Yeah, but that's why I, the professional thing I ain't buying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's too sloppy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I guess everybody has their first day, but like. <laughs> so the idea that it's it's a professional, I, I ain't buying that. Right. Usually these type of crimes are intimate. Mm-hmm. They're not random. Right? And so that's the story we know. Then there's a story this morning, and it says that she was reported missing by the husband. Of course. Yeah, but he, I thought he was gone. And that she went for a midnight stroll and didn't come home. What? Who goes for a midnight? Who reports? Unless you're walking a dog, mm-hmm. who goes, if you're, I don't care if this sounds sexist. If my wife is like, I'm going to go walk the dog and mm-hmm. it's midnight, I'm like, how about I go? Right, 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 right. 
And that's just protecting your lady because you never know. I, the, the chances of you attacking a man is lower than the chances of attacking a woman. That's statistically just the truth. Right, sure. right, right. Women are weak. <laughs> Perceived, yes. Perceived, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe, um, maybe she's got like a routine where she gets up and walks. In the morning, goes for a jog. Twelve thirty isn't the morning. True that. True that. That's the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So he called nine one one. Uh oh, wait. Sorry, but wait. Oh. There's more. Sorry, I'm recapping when the police when she reported and when he reported her missing before. Oh, so he reported her missing. Twice? This has happened before. Oh, that this was where uh, in two thousand and twenty. Uh huh. Where she didn't, she went for that walk, and then at 7 o'clock in the morning, he was like, oh, I wonder where she is, and then called the police. Oh, that would make good sense. Uh, He told the emergency operator the wife wasn't in their house when he woke up that morning. Then he called back about 30 minutes later saying she'd been found. Hmm. The incident only added to the continuing mystery surrounding her death. People are going with that she cheated. Yeah, maybe and, she it was an affair, and that's why she left at 12 in, at night and took a walk, and she was meeting him. She took a walk. Maybe. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she decided mm-hmm. this Easter weekend, I'm not, I actually don't want to leave my husband and my family, and this is going to be our last interaction with each other. <laughs> Jilted he, lover I could get on board with. Jilted lover I could get on board with, right? Yeah. Except he apparently sent a text to the husband. Mm-hmm. Saying don't go to the police that makes no sense. Right, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. What's the and, husband going to do? Derp, go to the police. And if she is having an affair, why bring him to the house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. There's doesn't. too many flags of of everybody was cool with everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they were, if she ended it, she ain't letting him in the house. Letting the husband in. No, the jilted lover. Or do you think maybe she brought him back and then there was an argument and that's when it happened? Unless the marriage was so over that everybody knew mom and dad were dating new people. Mm -hmm. Unless that, there's no way you're cheating and bringing that person to the home. Even to end it. Right. Unless you know... That spouse isn't coming home anytime soon. The kid's upstairs. That doesn't mean anything, man. Dude. That, that doesn't mean anything. You, Just because you have the morals not to bring your mistress <laughs> over to your house doesn't mean everybody's like it's that. It's not about morals. It's about getting caught. Well, it doesn't matter. Who cares? If the guy, this here's, here's the thing. Uh, some people want to get caught. Because they feel if they get caught, well, that's the easy way to end the relationship instead of just coming out and being like, listen, this ain't working. I think we should, you know, split up. It's one of those, ah, I caught you cheating on me, you cheating whore. Now the relationship's over. And it makes the person, the other person, feel like they got off free and clean. I ain't buying that Mm. because... I agree that sometimes to get caught, Mm -hmm. totally agree with that, Mm -hmm. but crimes of passion is a real thing. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And so I think people are cognizant of that Mm -hmm. in terms of getting caught red-handed. Right, right. I don't think, I understand the crimes of passion are totally real, I get that. I don't think everybody, I think it's a very small percentage that would act on it. I think it's a small percentage of people that want to get caught Mm -hmm. Mm red-handed. Right, right. And you're probably right. It probably is a small percentage of people, but 
It happens. The 17 and 13 were the ages of the kids. Mm. On Friday and Saturday, uh, the couple's eldest, the husband and the couple's eldest son were in Oregon on a college tour. The 13-year-old was home with the mother. Cops believe he remained in the, the, the home Friday into Saturday without leaving. Though mom, 51, returned home, by the way, stunning-looking 51-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> returned home sometime after midnight Friday into Saturday, and her killer came into the home soon after, stabbed her 60 times in the neck, torso, and arm before stuffing her in a hockey duffel bag that was likely used by one of the kids. She was found with possible defense cuts inside her fingers and on her hands, and she died from sharp force wounds to her neck, according to the chief of medical examiner. Sources at law enforcement says the suspect suspect that the killer knew her as there were no signs of a break-in in the home, and considering the violent nature of the crime, they suggested the attack was personal and committed in anger. After, after stuffing her body uh, into the duffel, sorry, butchered remains. That's an important point. That hey. isn't... He, that means they cut her, cut her up. Right, you got to fit her in the hockey bag somehow. And stuffed her into the bag. The suspect dragged it from outside the door of the family's home through the neighborhood, leaving a trail of blood. Ugh. Surveillance video from local doorbells caught a figure rolling down a duffel bag down the sidewalk around 4.30 a.m., four blocks from the home. The bag with her body was discovered around 8 a.m., a few blocks away. Uh, a dog walker told the newspaper that at first they thought it was a mannequin stuffed into a large pouch and then peeked inside and saw a black ankle-length jeans, a belt, and a woman's waist. And a woman's waist. Just the waist, huh? How do you know it was a woman? Well, you know. Didn't have clothes on? And then called uh, the cops. Police arrived at the house later that morning. They found the 13-year-old son uh, on the top floor of the home. He told cops he lived at the location but didn't know where his mom was. Uh, he was taken into custody and then brought to uh, in for questioning. He was released later. Mm-hmm. He was actually handcuffed. Yeah, that's what custody means. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but wouldn't you just take a 13-year-old son unless you— Not I if would they are suspected they would... of committing a murder. If yeah. you're the only one home at the time when someone's murdered, and you're like, I don't know what happened, they're going to be like, nah. Yeah, and like when you look at the kids. video, the, the person uh, carrying that duffel bag or pulling it, doesn't look very big. That doesn't mean anything. Danny DeVito's small. That's true. That's true. Uh, the man, the husband, a business owner with an advisory firm focused on lithium-ion battery materials, told police he received a threatening text messages from his wife's phone after the death stating, your whole family is next. Uh-oh. The New York Post reached the husband by phone, and he said he was about to get on a flight bound for New York, adding that his family was in danger. And there are concerns about our safety. Our lives are at risk. Since returning to New York, he has been in touch with police and is staying somewhere else as the home is still an active crime scene. Sources uh, have said detectives know who was uh, she was out with the night before her death and are reviewing receipts and surveillance footage to track movements and figure out if she met a mysterious stranger along the way, mm. which means they've ruled out the date. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If they're like, we're looking for someone else, they're not looking for the person she was out with. Uh-huh. It's a mystery, according to the police. 
Now it's a question of piecing together everything she did. Police have been posted outside the home, which is still wrapped in crime scene tape. Plainclothes detectives were spotted hauling evidence from the property, including a large computer wrapped in a black plastic bag. Telling you, husbands. <laughs> husbands. Every time. And it's not uncommon. Like, the text message thing, I don't use take as a, like a giant clearing of the husband, right? Because... Um, What's his name in Colorado? Didn't he text? Or was there, there was another one at that time that happened in Idaho? And he drove with her phone to Idaho and then text from Idaho. Why? Because yeah. they can ping it and find out where the message was yeah. sent at. Yeah, and it was him the whole time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah. text messages like, stay away. I'm like, ah, okay, so. Right, even if it's just a burner phone, you know, I mean, go and get one of those little flip phones, text message yourself, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Crazy yeah. story. Yeah. Or Let's have see. your phone forwarded to the burner phone, forwarded yeah, to e- his phone. That would be easily trackable. Right. That would be easily noted that the phones were tr- forwarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A text message hardly clears him. Mm-mm. Him being away hardly clears him. Right. Now, is it possible for him to get from Oregon? If they can prove he was in Oregon. Right. Then there's no alive. way he did it. Right. Right, and he's like, "Oh, I was. I'm boarding a flight." Uh-huh. That's an interest. Why would you pick up the phone? Your wife is dead. Right. Hi, it's New York Post. Do you have a few? Que- we have a few questions. Click. <laughs> yeah, sure. What's this about? Mm-hmm. No, I, I can't answer. My family's in danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That just feels weird. <laughs> Why would you tell the newspaper that? Mm-hmm. Because you got to cover up your tracks. It feels like a cover-up. Mm-hmm. And that's why he picked Easter weekend, because no and school Oregon. was open to show. But he can say, I'm looking at schools. Well, can you verify which school? Well, when we got there, they weren't, we didn't realize. So you flew to Oregon closed. without any appointments. Well, we we yes. were able to walk around. <laughs> we just didn't get to go inside any of the buildings. But we did get to walk the campus, which was Feels very like lovely. Feels like an expensive trip to not get to any information. Well, you know, I don't have, I, I, I've got money. I can afford it. My kid really wanted to see the campus. <laughs> That's all that really mattered to him. Yeah, it just You're seems a killer. real sketch. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, pl- I think he played a part. It feels like a cover-up. Or he had a gambling problem. Remember the South Carolina lawyer? Oh, the, yeah. And, 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 he, and he was like, I don't know what happened. And then the other shoe falls, and he's a giant pill addict right. and had no money. Like a mess. Mm-hmm. 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 No, he's a stand-up week. person in the community. Mm-mm. Yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. Next, the life insurance policies. They're going to investigate all of, of that. Of course. I mean, yeah. I think that's like number two thing they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if he had all the money, then it wouldn't matter, would it? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> we'll all see right. what happens the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll find out. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news, and then we cover them here and put a link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash BMMS69. 
it's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Lindsay with what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Easter Bunny hands out condoms at Texas Elementary School. Oh, no. An elementary school in Austin, Texas, got a visit from the Easter Bunny that resulted in chaos when parents saw what was inside the eggs given to their kids. <laughs> a Twitter post from parent Nathan Jensen reported that one bunny-clad parent given out the eggs. Most of them had candy, but some ended up containing unopened condoms. If there's something to be thankful for, it would be the fact that they were unopened. Jensen then added that he's not sure that this is the Austin weird I signed up for. Apparently, it was all a mistake. The bunny parent really works as a pharmacist. And she was taking part in a safe sex clinic. And after being mobbed by the kids at the school, she asked her husband, Hey, look, I need more eggs. Can you please bring more eggs? And so he did. But he brought the wrong eggs. So why? What do you mean the wrong eggs? There was some egg stuff with condoms. Yes. Why? Because she was taking part in a safe sex clinic. Okay. And she had taken those eggs with condoms to the clinic. Why don't I just pass out the condoms? Why yeah. do you got to stuff them in an egg? Right. There's a couple yeah. things here. One, why were they stuffing the eggs? That makes zero sense. I don't know how that creates better safe sex education. <laughs> and two, this country's problem with talking about sexuality with their children is bizarre. That's why you sugarcoat it with plastic eggs. Yeah, it's it's bizarre that parents are like, condoms? We can't explain this. Right. It's condoms. Some people use them to protect themselves from sex. Mm-hmm. Why would you need to do that? Because some people carry viruses. There you why go. Why have the... Con- People's fascination with not being able to talk to their children about sexuality... It's crazy. Y'all mm-hmm. running on a different algorithm. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't really have to be that big of a deal. You're right. It's not. It's a condom. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right. like they were handing out porn mm-hmm. right. or needles. Mm-hmm. Vibrators and dildos. And yeah, stuff. that's a different thing. It would be hilarious, though. Yeah. It's bizarre. <laughs> and especially in Austin. Mm. But I do love how she puts the blame on her husband. Well, of course. Always the man's fault, right? Of course. No. don't have it any other way. <laughs> Dealing bitch. Crackhead beats off three cops and gets 13 charges. Different story. Okay. Yes. So there's this dude in Florida. His name is Walter Koberski. Walt here was driving around last week, earlier this month. Walt pulls up to an intersection. Walt pulls up a little bit past the stop line and kind of blocks traffic a little bit. So there's these two sheriff deputies, and they're in an unmarked car. And they see that Walter is blocking traffic. Well, that's a clear violation of the law. We need to get this guy in handcuffs. So the cops, they pull up next to him, and they light him up. When Walter sees that the cops light him up, hears the sirens, he looks over, pulls out his crack pipe, hits it right there in front of the cops. Yeah. And then tries to take off. Well, the the two of the three officers at this particular point in time had kind of like pulled up, blocked him in a little bit. But Walt here was trying to take off, and he ended up pulling, you know, going and turning left and pulling up. Well, he runs over one of the police officers' foot and pins <laughs> two of them, two of the three, three between the the patrol car and Walter's. Damn! Car. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now there's a third officer that's kind of back there with him. And he comes up and. And they're all out of the car. And the next thing you know, there's a scuffle and there's a fight going on. 
Walter's beating off these three cops in the middle of an intersection. Okay? Skill. For real, though, yo. Uh, they tried to handcuff him, but they only got one hand cuffed, so the other one's free. He's beating off three cops in the intersection. So, uh, with that being said, he ends up breaking away from the three cops that he was beating off in the intersection. Damn! Hops in his car and then takes off, doing like 80, causing a co- almost causing a couple of accidents on his way out. So, the officer that ended up getting his foot run over, he, he, he got the license plate number. They run the license plate. They get the address. They go to the address, and Walter is there sitting in the driveway, still cuffed, smoking crack in his driveway. Okay, so they go up. Walter's not done fighting yet. Walter gets out of the car, still with the one handcuff on, and proceeds to beat off these three cops in the driveway now. So they eventually, after a while of being beaten by a crackhead, they eventually got him cuffed. Walter ends up going to jail for with 13 different counts. Now listen to this. He gets two counts of aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer with a deadly weapon. Remember the handcuffs I was telling you about? He used the open one as a weapon to beat totally. the ass out of the officers. Totally. Okay. Aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer with a deadly weapon. Three counts of battery on a law enforcement officer. Three counts of resisting violence. Obstruction of means of communication or protection. See, what happened was, is while uh, Walter is in the driveway beating off these three cops, he takes one of the cops' radio, pulls it off of his waist, and throws it across the yard so he couldn't call for more backup. Okay. So he also got tampering with physical evidence, possession of cocaine, and fleeing and eluding at high speeds. They, of course, took a man, $41,000 worth of fines. He bailed out a few days later. My question is, Jeez. out of those three police officers, they didn't have a taser on them? I mean, maybe they couldn't get it. Maybe it got knocked loose. Dude, you're too busy trying awesome. to not get beaten yeah. off by a crackhead. Because uh, there's stories like this that surface of where multiple officers are involved in an altercation with one individual. Mm-hmm. And karate, to test next higher belts, you fight other go- people in the class, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And the higher the belt, the more people you fight. Oh, okay. So you could be beating off four or five people yes. at one time. Yes, taking on multiple people, right? Mm-hmm. And it isn't easy. Mm-hmm. But what I never understand, I mean, the chances of the one individual getting away, like not getting hit, mm-hmm. is because I'm playing defense or I'm using the people against each other. Right. Right? Anytime I've tested for a belt and I'm fighting multiple people, my goal is to maybe get a couple punches in, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to p- make you guys fight each other. Right. Right. right? That's my sense. goal, right? Distract, get them, and then you'll take whoever's tuckered out later. That is a mindset that I have a day, two days to yeah, wrap yeah, my yeah, head yeah, around yeah. and plan. Mm-hmm. So when you- In this scenario, huh? Yeah. Right, right. Well, it's that crack cocaine got him quick thinking. Okay. The question is, Corbin, is how many kids have you had to beat off in your class? Uh, no children. No children, just adults. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I have uh, taken on okay. multiple three. I think I've done three. Three people at, once. at one time. Yeah. Okay. And all three of you are going for the same thing? No, 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 no. Oh. No, of course, no. it's just a melee. Higher belts mm-hmm. are the people that you have to fight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then as they're all laying on the ground, you put your leg up on their chest. One no. Their chest and- that never happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should try that. That never happens. But, but if it's if it's you versus them, mm-hmm. why would <laughs> they fight each other? <laughs> because I'm using them uh-huh. as blocks so they can't all get to me at once. Okay. So if there's three people and they're in front of me, 
I'm immediately getting to the side mm-hmm. where they're trying to get in. They're in each other's way now to get to me. Right. Strategy. Right. Take one yes. And use them as Love a it. Human shield or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly moving where they're trying to. They're stumbling into mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> And they know that's going to happen, and they're even, like, struggling, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Man accused of placing grandmother in freezer. A Georgia man is accused of hiding his grandmother's body inside a freezer while she was alive. Mm. TV station reports the man is accused of placing the 82-year-old woman in the appliance after she fell inside their home in December. She was allegedly still alive when her grandson hid in hid her in the freezer. Investigators arrested the grandson last week, and he says he was she's the only person in his life that ever showed him love, respect, and courtesy. So it sounds like more of like a mental thing, and he couldn't let her go. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. Or she was just really hot and needed to cool off. My question is: Is it just like an ice box, or is it the the stand? The, you know the uh, the one that lays flat, mm-hmm. like. Like a to push freezer. somebody up into an ice box, even like the bottom ones that you lift and open, mm-hmm. that's not a lot of room for a body. No. no. It has no, to no. be like a deep freeze. It had to be a deep freeze, Lindsay. You're right. All these, all these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. Listener emails coming up, plus more qualifying for CMall 2022, but let's see what Lindsay has. Balls to the Wall Sports. Statements are being made early in the NBA playoffs. The 76ers rolled over the Raptors, 112-97 in Philadelphia to take a commanding 2-0 series lead. Philadelphia is two wins away from reaching the next round. Out West, the Warriors had their way with the Nuggets to, to the tune of 126-106 to as they take a 2-0 series lead. Elsewhere, Dallas has evened things up at 1-1 with the Jazz after a 110-104 victory in Dallas. Tonight, three game twos are on tap as the Heat host the Hawks. The Grizzlies host the Timberwolves, and the Suns host the Pelicans. Celtic- Do you know why they're called Pelicans? Why, Corbin? Because their beaks can hold more than their bellies can. <laughs> what? Get out of here. <laughs> Celtics guard Marcus Smart is locking down the award for this year's top defender. Smart has been named the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year. This is only the fifth time in league history that a guard has won the award, and the first time since Gary Payton did so in the 1995-96 season. Smart earned 257 points and 37 first-place votes to finish ahead of Suns forward McCall. Mikal Bridges, who had 202 points. Jazz center Rudy Gobert finished third with 136 points. Smart joins Kevin Garnett as the only two members of the Boston Celtics to be named Defensive Player of the Year. The Browns are making Denzel Ward the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. 
ESPN reports Cleveland and Ward came to terms on a five-year, $100.5 million extension. The deal also includes $71 million in guaranteed money. Ward surpasses Rams defensive back Jalen Ramsey as the league's top-paid corner as he's set to make an average of $20.1 million a season. The contract will keep the 24-year-old with Cleveland through the 2027 season. Ward has racked up 10 interceptions through four seasons with the Browns and is a two-time pro bowler. A trio of star wide receivers are looking for new contracts. According to ESPN, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin are seeking new deals and are not expected to participate in any on-field work during their off-season programs. The Titans and Browns have reportedly been working on an extension, but the young wideout did not report for the start of his team's program on Monday. The NFL's off-season programs are voluntary, but Samuel would forego a $50,000 workout bonus if he skips the 49ers program. All three receivers were selected after the first round in the 2019 NFL draft. And that's your Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. I went down oh, qualifying people for CML 2022 uh, plus one. Eric uh, Lentz of Tulsa heard the cue. So congratulations to Eric. Uh, he's going to chance to see every concert KMOD is a part of. Another chance coming up every hour with us. Mel and DC will have your chance as well. Uh, I went down a rabbit hole about Chinese food. That Because we call so many foods Chinese food, but they're not Chinese food. Right. right I don't know the origin of whatever, cashew chicken. Right. Right? I don't even know if cashew chicken's really Chinese food. Oh, Chinese baby. But I didn't, like, General Sow's chicken is one that people talk about mm-hmm. a lot. I don't really like it. It's a fried chicken uh, with a spice, got a spicy sauce on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vegetables, of course, rice. Not a big fan. Yeah. Mm. Uh, apparently it was named after a 19th century General? Um, yeah, no, I'm trying to say the name of the origin. Anyway, mm-hmm. he never ate anything resembling this sticky sweet dish. Uh, it was invented by a chef from China's Hunan province, mm-hmm. and he served it in a restaurant in Taiwan. Generations of chefs put their own twist on the dish, and in New York in the 70s, Sung Ting Wang <laughs> added sugar to the batter, batter and gave us uh, what we know today as General Sao's chicken. Mm. Okay. Egg rolls. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Not yeah. Chinese food. That's okay. Uh, egg rolls in China are what we know as spring rolls here. They're wrapped in a thin, delicate wrapper and lightly fried to a golden brown. In America, restaurants, egg rolls are massive with a thicker wrapper and... According to a guy who wrote a book called Chop Suey, A Cultural History of Chinese Food in the United States. Does someone sit behind a desk and go, 
I really want to write a book. I don't know what to write about. <laughs> I should write about the history of Chinese food. I would imagine there are a lot of people interested in that. Oh, yeah. No. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've thought about writing a book, and then I'm like, well, what would I write about? What would I write about that people want to read about? Right. I can't, I can't think of a thing. Cleaning products. This guy's writing about <laughs> the uh, cultural history of Chinese food. Anyway, he said the egg roll was invented in New York in 1930. Chop suey. Not Chinese food. <laughs> no. Oh, it's a great song by uh, System of a Down. Uh, apparently it was a dish created in California during the gold rush when a bunch of drunken miners bowled in and demanded food. The chefs went into the back, scraped the food off previous customers' dishes, what? splashed on soy sauce, and presented what? it to the miners what? as chop suey. Meaning mixed pieces in Cantonese. Oh, who'd have thought? <laughs> who'd have thought you get chop suey from taking people's leftovers that they didn't eat and just feeding it to somebody else? One of my favorites, crab wontons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I don't think I needed to be told this wasn't Chinese, but mm -hmm. uh, if you're not familiar, it's a deep fried dumpling filled with crab meat and cream cheese, or it's supposed to have crab meat in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, they are yummy, especially a little sweet and sour. Uh, and it was created in San Francisco at a restaurant in 1956. Hmm. It's derived from an authentic Burmese recipe that was Americanized into oblivion through the years. Uh, cheese, anything with cheese, is not Chinese. <laughs> what? Chinese don't eat cheese? <laughs> That's crazy, no. man. If you think about it, the only time you... See, cheese is in the wontons. Well, Mexican food, true Mexican food, doesn't have cheese either. Right. No, right. that's just and, it's, yeah. and it doesn't have chicken. And it's it's pork. Mm -hmm. Usually, is yeah. the authentic Chinese uh, Mexican food. So or or beef Americans. tongue, pork. Right. Pork is the authentic Mexican food. That's most mm -hmm. of the time. That's how you know you're eating authentic Mexican. Hmm. Puerco. <laughs> um, sweet and sour, anything. Sweet and sour. I think I knew this, too, that this was American. I didn't think this was an Asian dish. Uh, it's guaranteed to be an American bastardization of the Chinese <laughs> sauce, which is a light vinegar and sugar mixture that doesn't resemble super sweet and sticky stuff that we know. Pork, chicken, beef, or shrimp battered and deep fried, then dredged through a thick orange sauce to make it even sweeter. Pineapple is usually added because, you know, got to have our sugar. Right. I Love wonder it. if there's an authentic Chinese restaurant here in town. What would make it authentic? Well, none of this garbage that you're reading what off right now. What would be on now. the menu? Who would go? <laughs> right. Well, obviously, authentic Chinese people, I would think. What may <laughs> but, Like they just landed? Yeah, right. Well, they're over here buying up all the land to, you know, build their pot farms is yeah, what they're doing. Sure. You know, and they're like, oh, we need some real food around here. I'm just saying that most of the people uh -huh. that live here that are from another country mm -hmm. are Americanized or Westernized in some capacity. In some sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to the, what's the Asian market uh, over off uh, 31st? Yeah. Is it Asian market? Yeah, that's pretty simple. Aptly named? Yes. I mean, there's, even the food in there. True that. It's pretty Americanized. Right, right, because you get us whiteies that are like, I want some real authentic Chinese food. Yeah. Screw P.F. Chang's. We're going to the Asian Mart. We'll have Susan hook us up. Beef and broccoli. Not a Chinese dish. Beef and broccoli. Delicious. Because broccoli is what? Is a American. American. Not available in China. <laughs> what? And fortune cookies. 
also not a Chinese thing. I love fortune cookies. Oh. I do. Mm-hmm. They're only good dipped in soy It's sauce. literally what? vanilla. Yeah. It's vanilla. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right, right. Deep fried vanilla. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a flavor profile that is aligned with bland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. And even the fortunes in there are half-assed anymore, man. It's like, come on. Yeah. They're they're fine. They're mm-hmm. yummy. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm not like Man, if I could just get a fortune cookie today. <laughs> All right. Your whole day's counting on your fortune yeah, cookie. Yeah, but I will do that with chocolate chip cookies. Uh, I'd be yeah. like, man, let's make some chocolate chip cookies. Mm, yeah, man, they have the best chocolate chip cookies. I don't say that about fortune cookies. No, because they all come no. out of a box. They've been sitting in that box for at least six years or more. You know, come on. They're not good. So Chinese food, not Chinese, not real, right? Hmm. Guacamole is another thing, right? People think guacamole is a Mexican thing. It's not. No, but it is delicious, though. It is delicious. At some places. Some places really need to step up their guacamole game. You know, just a little bit of, you know, some avocado with some tomatoes and onions, and you think that that's done. No, it's not the case. Need more. Cilantro. More onions. Oh, cilantro. Mm. Mm. A little bit of lemon juice. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I could just cut open an avocado <laughs> and, and spoon sure. it out and just sure. eat it plain. Sure. Love it. Sure. Where we're at, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if we're doing that, I like it with a little honey on it. Mm, I've never had avocado with honey on it. What? Wow. Toast some bread, a little what? thing, a little honey, maybe yeah. a little salt flakes. I have that with my next mimosa. I know you March. will. <laughs> After work today. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop by, give me some avocados. Ooh, Corbin said try honey. We've talked about this honey before with people that bake cakes, right? They're like, oh, mm. I baked a cake. Yeah. I know you opened a box. Mm-hmm. And put added water. Hey, sure. no, I cracked an egg. Yeah, they do that so to make you think you're baking. Right, right, right. But hey, it works. If you it you came followed out good. the instructions <laughs> and it tasted delicious. Right, then it works just fine. If you take a box and open it up mm-hmm. and open frosting and smear it on there, are you baking? Well, did you put it in the oven? Exactly. Did it bake in the oven? <laughs> yep. Did you put that's, it in there? Then you baked a cake. That's, that's like right that's here. like opening a Tostino's and put it in the oven and be like, I make pizza. I'm not calling well, myself. Technically, I did. Yeah. I just didn't make no, it No, you scratch. technically didn't. No, somebody put it all together, but I I put it in the oven and I cooked it, therefore I made pizza. I'm not calling <laughs> myself a chef or I'm not calling myself a baker, but yes, I baked a cake. I'm not a professional. If Would you call yourself a fisherman if you didn't fish? Like, what does that mean? I baked it, but I'm not a baker. Right. Like, I, I, I baked the cake, but I'm not a professional. Well, nobody's a professional unless you're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. That is a true statement. You're an amateur baker. Right. <laughs> There's a place here. I guess somebody had texted in. There's a place here in town called the Rickshaw. The Rickshaw. Uh, <laughs> and that is the, what, what did they say? The most authentic Chinese. Mm-hmm. How would you know that? I've never heard of this place Let's go. Before. Let's just go with that statement. Uh-huh. How do you know that? Well, maybe they've gone to other authentic Chinese places. The Rickshaw Cafe is closed. It looks like it closed in 2012. Well, then you need to step up the times there. Everything is a 10, whoever you are. God damn it. They have one in Detroit, Michigan, so it was a Ow. chain. Well, then that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm flying to Detroit just so I can get authentic Chinese food. Yeah. It's... You know what's awesome? It's so good. Authentic so good. It closed <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't like authentic anything. 
Right, because it's out of their norm. Right. Out you, of what they're used to. Yeah, you want the flavor profile you're accustomed to. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's the problem with Mexican restaurants. People like certain Mexican restaurants mm-hmm. because it's the flavor profile they want. That's mm-hmm. why I get a chimichanga every time. That would be Tex Mex, right? You can't go wrong. Right, but that's Tex Mex. Smothered in cheese. No. But I, you but you would go, that's Mexican. Because there's it says El Viejo's Mexican restaurant on the sign, Corbin. Sure. Not El Viejo's Tex Mex restaurant. No. No, that's El Chico. Authentic Tex Mex. Sure. <laughs> I don't know the subheadings of <laughs> restaurants. You don't like El Chico? It's not my favorite, to be honest with you. It's like, you know how most people criticize me for my love for the Golden Corral? They're like, that's just disgusting. How can you, how can you eat there? That's how I feel about El Cracho. El, El Chico, El okay. El Chico, the restaurant, yes. Um, yes. Because of why, though? I just, the food's not good. Now, I'll go to El Chico before I go to uh, uh, Monterey's. Uh, Monterey's. Are there any still open anymore? 21st and Sheridan, bro. That mother is still there. Why? I don't know, but it's still there. And then my buddy, Doodoo Head, gamer guy. Heard me talk about it before. He touts the one in Oklahoma City like it's the best goddamn one ever. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. They all suck. They're horrible. Yeah. All those places are still open because yeah. someone loves them. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Multiple somebodies. Yes, absolutely. And it's people like me that are keeping the GC open in business. Yeah. I don't have a favorite <laughs> Mexican restaurant. Really? I don't either. Man, Senor Poncho's, dude, since we're talking about favorite Mexican restaurant, let me tell you this one. Just went there for Keister Sunday dinner uh, with my brother and his fiance. We got done playing golf. God damn. And, uh, it's so hard sometimes to have a conversation with you. Why is that? Because you throw so much slang around, I get lost in the conversation. <laughs> I know. It's not easy being me. I'm like, Keister, what the hell are you right, talking right. about? Keister Sunday with the Keister bunny. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't having a good time with the holidays this year, so I changed it up a little bit and started calling him the Keister Bunny. I don't know, because it's funny in my head. So No, you said I wasn't having a good time with... See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You said you weren't having a good time with the holidays. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's life. It just gets in my way of holidays. Because it was single this year. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's Maybe. get back to the real problem. You here. said it! Oh, wait, you can't throw such... phrases and things out there and expect people not to ask questions. Now, we're you can, but that doesn't mean people ponchos. aren't going to ask questions. Senior ponchos, they've got one in Katu. Right why there. do you? Th- why are you saying that holidays haven't been good to you this year? You, there's been because there's I'm been sad Martin and lonely Corbin. There's Martin Luther King. First of all, you're not sad and lonely. Yeah, you're not lonely. Martin, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Right. Let's go through uh-huh. the holidays. Easter. Keister Sunday. Yeah. Uh-huh. What other it. holidays? Nothing so else. you've had one. Yeah, that's good enough. Listen, nobody gives a goddamn about how the holidays are treating me. Let's get back to the important things. Senor Pancho, go. It's delicious. I had a margarona. It was fantastic. God damn it. What? (laughs) (laughs) And there's one of... Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5. KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's play a game. 
little different than the game Gimpy plays, but let's play a game. VIP tickets to Smoke and Gun 7, a pair of tickets to sit ringside with us. A night of MMA and boxing. Firefighters take on police officers all to raise money for the Firefighters Burn Camp and the Special Olympics of Oklahoma. Again, Saturday, BOK Center. Get your tickets, BOKCenter.com. We're going to play Sing Sing, and the current record is... I have four, she has four, you have three. Last week's winner was... That'd be you. So it's going to be Lindsay and Gimpy at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Let's go to the phone and get our first contestant. Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Jared. Jared, how are you, sir? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Jared, who do you want to give clues, Lindsay or Gimpy? Let's go Gimpy. Come on. Jared, 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Let's do it. Um, this is the woman, I guess she, she dated Sean Penn back in the day. She's the queen of pop, um, material girl. You know who I'm talking about? Nope. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, she sang, she acted in Evita. Probably don't know that movie either. Um, blonde sex symbol of the eighties, like a virgin. You follow me so far? Oh yeah, that's uh, uh, Madonna. You got that right. This is a song I've never heard of from this woman, but there was a group of black women in the '90s who sang a song like this, where they put their hands over their head and they dance. I can't pass on this one. Nope. Oh, uh, dog. Yeah, tell me about it. Who the hell put this son of a bitch in there? Uh, Pretty huge song, dude. Is it? Yep. So huge, I've never heard of it. You don't uh, know a lot of things. I know from Madonna, though. Um... Hey, at least I got to talk to y'all this morning. Oh, uh, yeah, I at least you got the well. artist correct. I mean, it took us a little while, but we got there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll Vogue is the name of the song, man. Vogue. Pretty hot, popular, oh, I guess. Why would you never do that? It. Why would you do that? when we know after? I know, but afterwards we let the other person give clues. Well, you know, here we are. What's going on? Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean, on the cover of a magazine. Don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Strike a pose. There's nothing to it. Yeah, that's it. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Jason. Jason, how are you today? Good, sir. How about you? Good. You just got to get one, man. If you get one, you're going to win, okay? All righty. 60 seconds are on the... 60 seconds are on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. BGs. Yes. What song? Uh, Staying alive. Yes. Um. Um. Uh, uh This is the guy rumored to have killed Tupac. Buffy. <laughs> he sang with with him. Uh, Biggie. Uh huh. And. Uh huh. Yes. And the song is when you have a lot of this, you have a lot of this. Um, more money, more problems. Yes. Pounds. Yes. Yes. That's it. Um, oh, uh, this guy uses a lot of uh, uh, pyrotechnics at his at his concerts. <laughs> I, I hear. I've never seen him live. Um, I'm trying to think of some of his songs. Um, we're all something now at the blank. That's the chorus. Oh, it is. Bummer. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. 
Yeah, congratulations, yeah. man. You won. You're getting tickets to the Smoke and Guns. It's happening this Saturday over at the BOK Center. A night of fighting between firefighters and police officers Woo! all to raise money, dude. Hang on the line so Gimpy can get your info, okay? Thank you, sir. All right, good job, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I know it's a shock, Jared, but you lost. Dang, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, right, brother. Yay. See you later, man. Yeah, okay. Yay! Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, let's see, how's, how's it go? Uh, the drugs, they say, Can't say oh, we'll not. take you to tomorrow. That's the beginning line of yeah. it. That's about as far as it gets. Yeah. I don't know where you get the pyrotechnics thing or why that would be a good clue. Yeah, I, don't I don't know either. I don't, I don't, I don't know. My husband said uses. that it was one of the best shows that he saw, that lots of lots of fire, lots of pyro stuff in his at his show. I've seen I him a couple don't. of times. Not a lot of pyro. Definitely interesting costumes, though. Okay. Yeah, uh, John Five was in the band for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and he's making headlines right now. He's being accused of his little sex Madonna, dungeon. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Marilyn yeah. Manson is yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, the record now. Well, that puts her to five. Keeps you at four. Keeps you at three. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, ninety-seven five KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's see what Gimpy has for 4x4. Some transportation keeping masks. Come on, man. Let's, let's start it the way we're supposed to. I know you're having a bad morning, but let's, you know, try to stay on par. Let's try it again. It says here, Corbin, that some transportation's keeping their mask mandate. The TSA won't enforce the rule anymore after a judge said that the CDC overstepped their authority. Several airlines confirm masks will now be optional, including United, Delta, Southwest, American, Alaska, and JetBlue. Same for Amtrak, but bus and subway riders in New York and New Jersey will still need to cover up. Uber and Lyft also plan to keep the mandate for now. Uh, Musk to cut Twitter board pay if he takes control. The Tesla and SpaceX CEO served notice in a tweet saying that their salary will be zero, adding that it will save $3 million a year. Musk and Twitter founder Jack Dorsey are pressuring the board to sell, but a move Friday seemed to signal members may not accept Musk's $43 billion offer to buy Twitter in a hostile takeover bid. The second phase of the war in Ukraine is underway. President Zelensky confirmed in his nightly address that a second phase of the war is underway. He says that most of Russia's armies now trying to take control of the Donbas region over in the east. He vows to keep fighting and insists that his soldiers won't give up anything. Officials say 30% of Ukraine's infrastructure has been damaged since the invasion. And lastly here, Stillwater's electric and water rates are going to go up in July. The mayor and council approved a utility rate escalator that was suspended during COVID-19. The 3% rate restores the percentages to pre-COVID amount and is the minimum needed to balance the budget and maintain current infrastructure, according to the city. (laughs) 
So this year's version of The Match will feature a foursome, including some of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen will be participating in this year's 12-hole exhibition at Wynn Las Vegas on June 1st. Brady and Rodgers are going to be paired up as the veterans of the group and will be up against the duo of Mahomes and Allen. Who does Allen play for? Buffalo. According to Turner Sports, the previous five editions of the match have raised nearly $33 million for various charitable organizations and has donated nearly 17 million meals to Feeding America. Win Golf Club is hosting the match for a second time, and it's going to air on TNT. Do you watch that? No, but I might watch this because the chatter back and forth is pretty awesome. Yeah, they're all going to be mic In an interview, Patrick Mahomes was like, listen, when we take on old Tom and old Aaron, mm-hmm. like calling them old, mm-hmm. really funny take, saying they're just going to lay back and be easy, and Josh and him will be aggressive on the mm-hmm. on the hard – just, you know, good jabbing. That's the only fun part is to hear them jab at each other. They're, um, are, are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, are they, like, cool with each other? I mean, they're going to be playing golf, so i got to assume they're somewhat uh-huh. tolerable of each other. Because my son watches this this guy on TikTok, and he, like, imitates both of them, and he always makes it like there's, like, a fun little beef between the two, and they're always, like, talking smack, and he just thinks it's the funniest thing. Tom Brady's a pretty nice guy, so, yes. like, I see him being, like, nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I was just curious, you know, whether or not they were. Yeah, cool. I don't know. Uh, former Cy Young Award winner Jake Arrieta is calling it a career after 12 major league seasons. The 36-year-old said on Barstool Sports' Pardon My Take podcast that it's his time to step away from the game. Arrieta became, uh, or began his major league career with the Baltimore Orioles before being traded to the Chicago Cubs in 2013. During his five seasons with the Cubs, he won the National League Cy Young in 2015 and the World Series in 2016. He also spent time with the Phillies and the Padres. The Athletics are dealing with the largest COVID outbreak of the young MLB season. Oakland moved six players to the COVID-19 injured list on Monday, just days after outfielder Stephen Piscotty was first placed on the list. The A's will be without Jed Lowry, Chad Pinder, and Austin Allen, Lou Trevino, A.J. Puck, and Kirby Sneed as they host the Baltimore Orioles for a four-game homestand. Oakland called up top prospect Nick Allen and several other players as roster substitutions. And Colin Kaepernick hasn't worn an NFL uniform since 2017, but he still wants back in. During an appearance on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson, and Adam Pac-Man Jones, Cap said he's been putting the work in and he's ready to go. And he's also willing to just be a backup if that's what it takes to earn a spot back in the NFL. In a bit of a role play, Marshall also posed as a GM asking about what he tells the fans who are concerned about what Kaepernick brings along with him as far as baggage goes. His response was simply, you have end racism in your end zone. You have Black Lives Matter on your helmets. Everything I've said should be in in alignment with what you're saying publicly. He thinks if anyone's going to give him a shot, it's going to be either Seattle, Carolina, or Pittsburgh. Should he play again? I think they should give him a chance, yes. Yeah. He's He's only 34. He can still do it. He played 
five years, or he hasn't played in five years. He played for six years. Yeah, in his last couple of seasons, he wasn't very good, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't the same player. So we don't know what kind of player we're going to get. He's a lightning rod. So any team that picks him up is automatically going to get crucified. Mm-hmm. I was looking at some of his stats, touchdowns to interceptions, 72 to 30. Uh, passer rating was... So half the, almost half the time. Yeah. Uh, passer rating was 88.9. I don't think you can look at... at, at, at at career, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh-huh. you got to look at individual seasons. Like, was he dwindling down, right? Was there an injury in one of those seasons that caused it, right? So there's, to me, looking at the seasons, kind of like an unfair glance at who he was. How was he in the last two seasons of his career? Mm-hmm. The last time, uh, so, but, and again, it's been how long? Yeah, he hasn't, yeah. yeah there's some rust that's going to be there, right? A little bit anyway. And at 34, I don't. Most quarterbacks hit their prime or their stride in their thirties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so, if you haven't played in so long. But you haven't played in so long, so mm-hmm. you're going to be rusty, mm-hmm. right? Not to mention chemistry with players. Right, because he's already got a bad stigma, I guess. Totally. Him, you know. Yeah. It looks like actually. So, it looks like he actually did a little bit better every year. So he went. Typically, people would advance yeah. more yeah. than they yeah. do. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not in that in that boat. Right. Either way, right, it's been a while. He's This is it. This is why you're getting the full-court press from him. This is it. He's got to he's got to make something happen now. Could he join that league that you've been watching? The USFL? Yes. He, he could. I, if, I don't see why he wouldn't. Mm. If it's right. me and I want to play, you play, play wherever. Whether Dude, he'll be a star in that league. Whatever, people yeah. won't care. Mm-hmm. He won't be a lightning rod. Right. right. And fifteen hundred bucks for practice and forty five hundred dollars a game. Yeah, why not? If you're looking for that paycheck and just I don't the thrill he, to pay, he's got to deal. With, he's got to deal with Nike. He doesn't need a paycheck, right? Then so be it. If no one wants you to, just to go do that. If because all you want to do is play. Because some guys, I want to play in the NFL. I don't want to play in another league. Right. Because he could play in Canada or European league. That's true. But it's just not the same. Yeah. It ain't the same. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And that is your Balls of the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. See them all 2022 plus one. Chance to get qualified to see every concert KMOD is a part of. That will also get you VIP Week in Rocklahoma tickets and VIP for the KMOD 50th anniversary concert that will happen in 2023. Jeremy Parker of Tulsa heard the cue, so now Jeremy's qualified. Every hour with us, you get qualified. Another chance coming up in about 55 minutes. All right, so listener emails. You send us an email. We read them on the air. You get advice uh, from us and the listeners. How do you give advice? You can call at 918-460-KMOD or... You can send a text to BMMS and what that is to 82945. This email says, my son won't listen to me. He's 15 and he thinks he has everything figured out. He yells at me the t- uh, all the time and says nasty things. I caught him using drugs. I know he's having sex. He sneaks out. He has been in trouble for missing school. This is more than just a rebellious phase. I don't know what to do about it. 
I want to be a supportive mom, but I can't stand by and watch this. I'm really worried about my son's future. He seems to be reckless with no regard to what his future holds. Uh, I'm sure Corbin's going to recommend counseling, but there is no way I can make him go. Any actual advice? How old did you say he was? 15. Oof. Mm. Listener email from uh, someone whose kid is 15 and won't listen and is rebelling. Isn't that all 15-year-olds, though? Isn't it children learning to test boundaries? Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. (laughs) From the moment they can think for themselves? Absolutely. And, you know, know how to put water in a cup? Right. I think a lot of us forget, like, we used to be teenagers. And we used to rebel against our parents. But it seems like when it happens to us, we're like, oh, oh, my God, what do I do? Right. What do I do? Why don't you take a trip back in time? Think about yourself for a little bit where you were at at 15. I don't remember not ever like listening, like in like intentionally like pissing them off. I bet if we asked your mom and dad, if we could ask your dad, they would say, oh, yeah, there was a rebellion phase for her. Now, maybe it isn't. It wasn't a 10 like this. Right. Every kid has a you rebel now. Right. At what age is it acceptable for your kid to rebel? What, at 18? Mm hmm. You're an adult. You can make your own Now decisions. you can rebel against me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it just depended on what I, I knew what consequences were going to be. You know what I mean? Like, I knew if I do this, I, I'm going to get in so much trouble. So it just depended on what, how bad it was. Right, but it was still rebelling. Right. Right. You still disregarded the rules. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's rebelling. Mm-hmm. And, and my wife and I talk about this all the time. How do you raise a kid to be... Pushing the boundaries of life, because that's, I think, how you excel. Mm -hmm. Especially as females, you got to push the boundaries that are set for you. But also, do what I tell you. Right. That's a tough one. These rules are real. Those (laughs) rules... Right? It's a hard thing to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, like, there's a... The drugs, that's alarming. Skipping school, that's Mm -hmm. alarming. Right? I'm not saying you're a bad person if you skip school. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we all, even if you want to rebel, there's some rules you got to follow. Sure. Right, 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 right. And that's a red flag one. That's, that's a multiple disregard for rules. Mm-hmm. There were times I remember skipping school. I just remember that I never did it enough to where it would, uh, you know, warn the school like, She's missed a lot of school. I need to notify the parents. It was never it like was how many? How many are we talking? What are we talking? Like probably three or four days a year. And not ever there was, consecutive. Right. Mm. Exactly. Isn't it fascinating that it, not even two minutes ago you said you didn't rebel and mm-hmm. skipping school is one hundred percent rebellion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, that's harmless. That's pretty harmless. But what did what did you do when you skipped? Uh, went to a friend's house. Smoke pot with Johnny Hopkins. And Maybe I don't know. Drank, had sex, <laughs> any no, of those things. No, I probably watched movies. Just didn't go to school. Slept in probably because I would go. I would do it. I remember when I would skip was when my mom would go out of town on vacation. Her and my mom would. T- mm. or my mom and my aunt would take a a girls trip. They would go to Florida. And my dad worked super early in the morning, so he would leave the house, like, by 4 a.m., so it was up to me to get myself off to school. What'd your dad do? He worked for a gas and electric company, 
So he would he was a um he would put gas underground. So he would go early, like four in the morning. He would leave, and he his day would be done by like three thirty in the afternoon. Sure. So I would he sometimes well, he would beat me home from school. Um. So it was just easy to just not go. Did you skip school, Gimpy? Not that much. I think out of my entire high school career, I maybe skipped like two days, and that was in my senior year, if anything. Mm -hmm. I wasn't much of a school skipper. Yeah, I wasn't either. Why didn't you? Uh, That's a good question. Didn't want to get in trouble, I guess. Yeah, same here. Basically, I didn't want to get in trouble with my parents. I seen my brother get in trouble so many times for sipping school and this and that and the other, and I just didn't. I didn't want to go down that road. Same thing. So uh, I think when I when I finally did, it was my senior year. I was already eighteen, um, and I feel I had good reason. My brother just got out of lockup, and he'd been in for a couple of years or whatever. So he finally came home, and I was like, "F this, I'm out of here." And I left at like noon, and went and hung out with him. How old was your brother when he went to prison? Oh, he was in his early mid twenties. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a family member coming home mm-hmm. that you yeah. haven't seen in a while, that I, is that skipping? Sure. Yeah, but I think it's a justified skip. It, yeah. You know, it's not like I'm going to leave just to go smoke pot with my friends. You but know? your parents didn't know you skipped yeah, to see him. they didn't know. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what was up. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, skipping school to me is like swearing and getting in trouble for swearing. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Not a major offense. No, mm-hmm. but it's still an offense. Right. More of a stern talking to as opposed to a grounding or something of that effect. In my opinion, everybody mm-hmm. has to follow rules. Even if you're someone who doesn't want to follow the rules, you'll eventually go somewhere where you have to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you see a bunch of non-rule following happening at once, to me, that's very concerning. You're not aware of consequences. A couple of texts here are telling us to send them to uh, like Thunderbird or military school or something like that. Okay. Okay, I don't know if that necessarily is going to fix your problem, though. Of the people I know that go to places like that, not all, but the ones that I know, Mm -hmm. come back educated about life in a way that might not correlate with those that don't. Right. There's some institutionalization that happens there. Right? They learn about some things that maybe they would never have been privy to. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying they'll come back degenerates. I'm not saying they'll come back worse. I'm saying it's not uncommon for kids that go there to have an, they, they suddenly are more violent or more aggressive because they've had to be mm. to survive. Right, because the other badass teenagers that are there. Right. Because everybody thinks it's a great idea to send your kid to military. School. And they think they're all badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Not all. I've seen some come back, and they're completely different individuals and well-minded and all that stuff. But, so I don't I don't know if that's a, the best opinion. Yeah, I don't either. There's also, you know, scared straight is what they're saying. Have TPD, scare him straight. I, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. So I went down a rabbit hole that all that, mm-hmm. farce, not real. real. Like the whole program isn't real? Or yeah. Or not like really young? Doesn't work. Of course it doesn't work. The person who's going through it has to want the change. And that ta- that says for anything. You're totally whether right. It's scared straight or whether it's military school, they have to want the change. And if you don't want the change, like I need to quit smoking cigarettes. 
I don't want to quit smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I am not going to quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. But that's as an I adult. To. But that's as an adult. I think as a kid or, you know, juvenile or whatever, mm-hmm. certain kids that may, like my two children are two completely different personalities. Right. One, I think it would totally work on. <laughs> One, they would laugh. Right. <laughs> right. Just like spanking works on some children and taking away electronics works for others. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, I don't know what works for my middle son yet. I mean, because he like he has ADD and he takes medication for it during the school week, but we don't give it to him on the weekends. But now we're thinking maybe we should give it to him during the weekends, too, because he's just all over the place. Um, and it, it is very frustrating. You don't know what works. How many times do you have to tell someone something before they do it? This text here says, sounds like counseling is a good idea for the parent, but I don't think the kid is really going to change that much. And that's probably not that bad of a thing. Some of the biggest S-heads that I went to school with are really successful, happy people now. You just got to pick your battles. Hmm. Yeah, this could just be a phase. Absolutely. Totally could just be a phase. Also could not, because I know plenty of people that were complete S-heads in high school that are still S-heads and losers. Right? That doesn't... It, it is not an indicator of one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Right? And I agree. The parent probably needs counseling. We hear Jeff Hensley say it all the time. At a certain age, and we're not quite clear when that is, they get a voice of their own. And right. how do you throttle back? When do you throttle back? Mm-hmm. 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 Some people have the mindset of, when you're under my roof, it's these are the rules. That's fine. Right. But that doesn't mean it's going to stop. Yeah. They're just going to be better at not getting caught. Yeah, it, and it sounds like she's got a parenting style that's pretty passive. Right. Until it's too late. Right. There's another text in here that so sounds like he needs a father figure in his life. Very well may could be. I don't know. I know plenty of m- women that raised children mm-hmm. and their kids mind mm-hmm. do what they're supposed to. No father around at all. Mm-hmm. Is there some sort of role model in his life? And I know plenty of fathers in lives that their kids suck. Yeah. So I don't know if that's indicative one way or the other either. Right. It's just their personality, who they are, whatever. Uh, text scared straight, scared straight creates the idea that police are out to get you and they, they are the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, went to Thunderbird. It was one of the best decisions I've made. Did you choose to go? Right. That also plays a factor in there. Right. Because that goes back to what I said. You are the one that's going to want the change or have to want the change. Shoot, I'll talk to the kid. I had a kid at 14 and skipped school and all that. I know what it leads to. Then again, some kids just don't listen. That's that might be that last part of that might be the most accurate thing we've heard so far. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kids just being kids. Yeah, it might just be a phase. It, you know, it might not be as serious as she thinks. How are his grades? Mm-hmm. Ryan's on. Hey, Ryan, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. What do you think? Uh, honestly, I think one of the things, and you brought this up, was uh, passive parenting. I think that the parent enables the kid to participate in this behavior, doesn't create real consequences for his actions. And I think the parent might actually end up being the one who needs the counseling so that they can learn to guide their child the right way. 
one of the other things that it sounds like is that he doesn't have a lot of structure and maybe something as easy as making him get a job and quit supporting him financially for his extra activities, making him make that money and make those decisions himself might get him on a better path. But you have to set boundaries and create real consequences for to have an effect. I think that I think you're saying uh, something that I read that is really fascinating is it's not about aggressive parents or passive parents. It's about parents teaching consequences. How do you, and yeah. now more than ever, parents, there's no opportunity to teach consequences. Everybody gets a participation ribbon. All the playgrounds mm. are completely safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it was a really oh, yeah. fascinating article to point out, like, yeah, there's no consequential parenting when that's when you really learn is when you're, you have a consequence on the other end. Mm-hmm. But I think as parents, you can create those consequences in like, for instance, okay, if you're going to skip school, I'm not going to give you lunch money. I'm not going to give you all this because you're not using it for what I'm giving it to you for. Right. So you're not going to have that extra spending money to go get your drugs, that extra spending money to go, you know, do what it is you want to do. There's going to be consequences. You're only going to get my support if you're going to be doing things the right way. And it's as a parent, it's your responsibility to guide your child into what is the right way and create those boundaries, create those consequences. And there are consequences that once you do something, there's no coming back. If he's having sex at 15 and he gets a girl pregnant, I mean, there's no coming back from that. You're, you're having a child now. So, you know, teaching him the risks and making sure, you know, guiding him as best you can. I mean, that's your job as a parent. And so, yes, does society make it easy for you not to have consequences? Sure. In a lot of ways it does. But as a parent, you still, it's your responsibility to create those consequences for your child. You said you used a word over and over there that I find fascinating, and that is guide, because it's not like a horse where you tap them on one side to keep them within the lanes. Right. Right? There's still yeah. people with freedom of choice. Sure. Yeah. You can only pray that they do make the right choice. Right. Do everything you can to make sure mm-hmm. they don't grow up to be assholes. But we don't know that this mom didn't do that. Right. We don't know the situation. Ryan, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Good Thank stuff, you. man. See you later. Uh, Will is waiting. Hey, Will, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Corbin? Good, man. What do you think? Um, uh, I can vouch for the Scared Straight program just because it happened to me. Uh, I used to skip school. I got in a lot of fights in school. I mean, I got expelled for the entire year, the very first day of school, my freshman year of high school, because I got in a fist fight with the principal. Um, you hold on. You got and, in a, hold on. You got in a fist fight with an adult. Yes. Why? Uh, just. At that time in my life, I was very rebellious. I didn't like my dad was raising me by himself, and I hadn't. Um, no, I understand. Know, I, I, hadn't at, I understand. I'm asking, what was the thing that you were you wanted to throw hands? <laughs> uh, man hit me, and the principal had issues the year before, and uh, he had uh, he was he put hands on me to grab me out of a chair, and I told him to let me go that I could walk on my own. 
I knew where I was going. I mean, I was going to the office. I got in trouble. I knew I was going to his office. I was going to get detention, whatever. And he refused to let go. And I've always li- I I was always told by my dad growing up, you know, you give somebody a chance to, you know, tell them, let you go, let, you know, let go. If they don't listen, then, you know, you have every right to defend yourself. And he was, he was super aggressive. And I just, at, at that, I gave him like three warnings, let me go or else it's not going to end well. It didn't end well for me by the time it was all said and done. <laughs> yeah, because he's no man. <laughs> uh, and had he yeah. told you to get up out of the chair and you didn't? No, I was going to get up out of the chair. He reached down, grabbed me by the arm, and yanked me out of the chair. And so I pulled away from him. He reached back over, grabbed me again. And I was like, dude, let me go. I can walk. He kept grabbing me. I was like, quit grabbing me, dude. Leave me alone. And like, I can walk to your office. I don't have to have you grab me. And last question. And he finally grabbed me a third time. I just laid into him. And last question. Why was he there? Why was he trying to get you to Why come was- to the office? Uh, I, <laughs> I, mm. I, I was in trouble. I was I was in trouble. I had my my choices that I chose to make. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get to it. Office. Get to it. What was it? I made a dumb decision. Oh, no I kidding. Mean, that's all there was. What was it? What was the dumb decision you uh, made that caused the principal so, to come and get you? Uh, I was sent to the office by the Spanish teacher because uh, I did not want to read. I told him I refused to learn Spanish. That was the only option I had. I told him I. I speak English. I'm not learning Spanish, so he sent me to the office. <laughs> Just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and how long was the Scared state, that, Straight program you did? Uh, I did the Scared Straight program for a month. They put me in uh, Raider uh, back when Raider was around for 30 days. Mm. And I came out of it, and they let me back in school if I completed the program in a proper way, which I did. Um, I got back in school, and I got my grades to A's and B's. Um, it, it changed me. It showed me a life that I could either, Hey, I could go down a rabbit hole and, you know, decide to live my life where I'm stuck in a cell, you know, 90% of my day. And I get, you know, I get to come outside for, you know, 20 minutes a day. And I have other people that are not my family and not my, you know, my parents telling me what to do because I made a dumb decision and I chose to keep going that route. I mean, I have family that's been in and out of prison my entire life because they continued down that road. I chose a different path. And so your dad was like, yeah, that's fine. Put him in a prison yes. for 30 days. Yes. My dad wow. was for it because my dad, my dad being who he was, he was super abusive. And so mm. he was one of those, you're going to learn, you're going to learn. This is, this is your choices have consequences, which I teach my kids the same thing. Sure. Your choices have consequences. Either you make a good choice, good consequence, bad choice, bad consequence, right. you know, our, our choices in life have consequences, and yeah, I, I made some bad ones, got put in the Scared Straight program. It worked for me. Now, do, will it work for everybody? No. Mm. But, I mean, it, it worked for me, so it is, it is an option, and it is something to look into, I believe. But, I mean, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say completely write it off. You know, if that's an option that you haven't gone down, look into it. Question about because I'm curious about this 30 day program. Did like was it a the school recommended it? Like how did your dad get wind? Or no, it was it, it was the court. <laughs> I ah, court there we are. <laughs> I knew it had to be yeah. something like that. So you were why yeah. did the court order you to do it? Because I had a history of being expelled and suspended from school and getting in fights and uh, detention. And I was I was I was a troublemaker when I was sure. a kid. I and mind you I. I just, I, it was just my background where I grew up. You sure. know, that's all I knew. Why were you in front of a judge? Mm-hmm. 
because I assaulted the principal. So you got an assault charge? Uh, it, yes, it eventually got thrown out. I mean, I was young. It got thrown out, but uh, I threw I threw hands first. They didn't <laughs> see his defense, even though he was grabbing me. And still, but you're still I like threw, he did I, it. I, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> right on, dude. Oh yeah, I, I'll stick. I'm sticking to that one. <laughs> sure, dude. I appreciate you sharing all that, man. You have a great day. All right. All right. See you later. Uh, listener email from uh, a mom. My son won't listen to me. He is 15. Thinks uh, he thinks he has everything figured out. He yells at me uh, all the time. Says nasty things. I caught him using drugs, and I know he is having sex. He sneaks out, and he has been in trouble for missing school. This is more than just a rebellious phase. I don't know what to do about it. I want to be a supportive mom, but I can't stand by and watch this. I'm really worried about my son's future. He seems to be reckless with no regard for his future. I'm sure Corbin's going to recommend counseling, but there is no way I can make him go. Any actual advice, Lindsay? Okay, so I think that I've always felt like this, and my boys are younger, but I always felt like nobody loves their mama like a little boy. So I would say first... Try sit, sitting your son down and just let it all out, tears, everything, and see if he'll feel bad about his actions. Like, just let it all out. Cry. You know, let him Guilt know. Him. Guilt him. Mm. Yes. And have that conversation. I don't know if there's a, a, a someone that he can talk to, a role model, big brother, cousin, uncle, someone. And if that fails, girl, call Dr. Phil. This boy needs Dr. Phil. Yes. Because he'll probably do that. He'll listen to Dr. Phil over anybody. Or go. Why not? Dr. Phil is great with those teenagers. He sends I don't know. Them, the show's them, pretty good, but yeah. we don't know what happens yeah. after. I mean, he sends them to those real, real expensive camps, and then they work with all these horses. And That's they, probably what's missing. They change. He needs a horse in his life. It's like a, little a miracle. Long face. These mm. kids come out and change. Yeah, so if the guilt trip doesn't work, Dr. Phil. Gimpy. You could talk to him. Sure, you could talk to him until he was blue in the face, but the fact of it is is probably ain't going to change anything at all whatsoever. So why don't you just write it out? Because eventually he'll grow up and he'll realize, ah, man, this is not the way. Um, and that's about that. Let him live with his life. Listen to these two texts. I was in San Antonio State Hospital and Waco Center for Youth a year each when I was uh, 14 through 16. It taught me to be violent and never tell the truth. Don't do that to your kids. Here's another one. I did the Scared Straight program in Connecticut as a kid. It was completely different from that guy's experience, and they don't allow it anymore because of it. Mm. I think that uh, somebody sent a text, and I think it's the best answer. I think when kids do reach a certain age and they start really branching out onto their own mm -hmm. that you can't stop them, mm. right? Either they're bigger than you, stronger than you, smarter than you, whatever right. that is. Right. But as the text said, according to Eddie Murphy, there are going to be consequences and repercussions up in here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do what I say. But, but this is my house, mm -hmm. and these are the rules. And if you're going to act that way and disregard the rules we have set in this house, then you got to go. And I love you, and there's nothing you can do to make me love you less, but there are rules here. <laughs> Hit the rule, mm -hmm. bitches. And that sounds cold, mm -hmm. but... It's the truth. You, you, I'm a believer of you got to let give people a chance 
to really run away. Right. Instead of just going out of the edge of the driveway. Yeah. Coming back. Mm-hmm. My kid's like, I'm going to run away. I'm like, do you need help packing? Yep. My dad <laughs> well, said that to me once. Bye. I love you. I don't want you to go, but that's your choice if you think you're ready for the world. <laughs> How many of those success stories do you hear? You know, I ran away when I was five years old. I left my parents and never turned back. Mm. And look at me now. Yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah, I don't think that's an Elon Musk story, but... No, it's not. But I think that people will take one Mm -hmm. and use that. That's like the dropout thing, right? Mm -hmm. I dropped out of high school, and and now I, you know, created Apple, whatever. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one. From homeless to Harvard That's one. Yeah, one story. Out of how many that didn't pan to that? I'm not saying school's the answer. That's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying we take the one successful story, and we're like, well, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. I can do that. Yeah. Um... But I, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, there's consequences even when you can be your own individual. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there are consequences, derp, in the real world. Right. I can present you with a bill. <laughs> yeah, I did love the idea of getting him a job. Give him some responsibility. But he's got to get the job. If he has mm-hmm. a job that you pick for him or you set up, he's not learning anything. Right. And he also has to want to work. If he doesn't want to do any of that, he'll just piss off the job, get fired, and then keep his mom thinking that he's going to work when he's off going off to smoke a pot with his friends. There's somebody who was like, oh, he needs to work on a farm. <laughs> okay. I know plenty of people that work on farms that are degenerates. Is he getting Napoleon Dynamite? Because <laughs> they get paid cash. Right. Yeah. Eggs. <laughs> right. And if they don't show up, there's no consequence. No, because they'll find the next laborer. Yes. Do your mm-hmm. job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. We're kind of long on that one, so. Listener emails, you can always email us, show at KMOD.com, show at KMOD.com. This one says, I'm 21 and I moved out. From my home at 18, got a job, supported myself, didn't go to college, but I have a career. Every time I go home, uh, like I did for Easter, we just argue. In just three years, I feel like I have grown away from them. I have different outlook on life than they do. There are so glass half full type of people. And since I move out, I feel like my life is great. I don't have a corporate job, but I like it and I'm proud of what I do. I rent a house, saving for a real house that's all mine. But my parents just tell me I'm wasting my money and that I should have went to college and that that isn't a great job and it's nothing to brag about. I don't want to be around these angry, nasty people anymore. Why should I pretend to like you just because we were put on this earth in circumstances that caused us to have to tolerate each other? Damn. Listener email from uh, someone who doesn't want to be around their family anymore. I love this line. Why should I pretend to like you just because we were put on this earth in circumstances that caused us to have to tolerate each other? That's the cool Mm -hmm. thing about being a human. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. You don't want to go to your mama's house? Don't go. Some people say you do, though. Uh, You know, if your mama's a see you next Tuesday, you don't have to. Just because she's your mom, just because she's your dad. You say it all the time. You don't have to get them the, you know, you're the best mother card. Yeah, you should get a Mother's Day card. Right. But you don't have to get the you're the best mother ever right, card. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for popping me out. Happy so, Mother's Day. Yeah. So do they lie? Like, 
on holidays? Like, Ask I'm that sorry, question I again. Can't. Ask that question again. Do they again. lie? Ask that question again. Do they lie? Ask it again. Let, we, we'll keep doing this to are your... Are they supposed to lie Is to lying okay? No. <laughs> then why are you asking that question? Well, how do they avoid them? How do they avoid their parents? Right. How do they avoid the Gimpy, situation? Gimpy like going for an, a holiday meal. How do you get the cat to not come around? Stop feeding the cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you cut the head off. Don't do that. That feels like that could that lead to a different problem. Snakes, you don't want to necessarily yeah. say to them, I just don't like you. I don't want to be around you. Why not? Because it's mean. You would think they would appreciate the honesty. Oh, I don't think anyone appreciates that type of honesty. Hmm. Why? Because then you know where mean. you stand. Right, exactly. But do you know where you stand? Why mm-hmm. sit there and be fake? Because mm-hmm. then there's like, why don't you call us? Why don't you come around? Now there's like, he don't like us. Okay, cool. Some people just don't like people. It happens. Yeah, it's completely fine. It could be a phase. It could, it could, it could be permanent. Who knows? But the thing is, is you're your own person. You yeah, can I mean, you're, do whatever you like. You're an adult. If you don't want to go around them, then don't be around them. Uh, don't expect to be in their will then probably either. Some people, that's not important. Right. Right. For some people. There is nothing my kids could do where I would cut them out of mm-hmm. my will. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. It doesn't negate my responsibility. It doesn't sound like the person that sent in the emails, parents, are like that, though. Because they're saying, oh, you don't have a great job. It's not a corporate job. And you're and they're very opinionated. Well, yeah. It sounds to me like the parents... Uh, that the child is not living the the life that the parents want them to live. Right. They're and not they're good pissed enough. off about it. And the parents can really just suck it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. That's all that there is to it. Yeah, I'm, Corpus said before, I don't want your life. Then don't take it. Go create your own. And that's what this person's doing. They're creating their own life. And it's mm-hmm. rubbing their parents the wrong way. And you know what? That happens sometimes. 21, I moved out here from home at 18, got a job, supported myself, didn't go to college, but I have a career. Every time I go home, like I did for Easter, we just argue. Uh, In just three years, I feel like I've grown away from them. I have a different outlook on life than they do. They're so glass half full type of people. And since I moved out, I feel like my life is great. I don't have a corporate job, but I like it and I'm proud of what I do. I rent a house, saving for a real house. That's all mine. But my parents just tell me I'm wasting my money and that I should have went to college and that is uh, that it isn't a great job and it's nothing to brag about. I don't want to be around those angry, nasty people anymore. Why should I pretend like you just uh, to like you? Just because we were put on this earth in circumstances that caused us to have to tolerate each other. Lindsay. Uh, If they're glass half full type of people, that means they're optimistic. So uh, that would be a positive (laughs) trait. I think we glass get half full is not she's trying to say. Yeah, glass, glass half, half empty. Oh, is that what, oh, oh, right, right, right. You're right. Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, so <laughs> th- at least I got that going for them. Well, clearly they're right. But you're she, stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just be honest with them, I guess, and just say, you know, I don't like your attitude with me. Like, I'm happy. Just be happy for me. And if you can't be happy for me, then I'm not going to come around because I, I don't want your negative energy in my life. It brings me down, and I like to live more optimistically with the glass mm. half full. Mm. So there you go. Be honest. Gimpy. If you don't want to be around them, then don't be around them. 
Don't go. Don't call. Don't do anything. Live your life. Eventually, your parents will be like, what's wrong? What do we do to piss you off? And then you tell them what's going on. And then they'll be like, oh, yes, I'm sorry. Or they won't. The fact of it is, are you happy? Are you happy with your life? Are you happy where you're at? If the answer is yes, then who gives a flying F what anybody else thinks? I think empathy is important. I think it's an important character trait. And you don't know what your parents are dealing with. Maybe talk to them. Maybe go, hey, why are you so at odds with me? Why can't you be happy for me? And maybe they go, ah, we're just giving you a hard time. But for some reason, for you, it cuts differently. Mm. Or maybe they're just being assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the latter. It's probably, it probably <laughs> is, right? Uh, but Gimby's right. You don't have to show up. You don't have to come around. You can be busy. Or you can control the time you're there. So stay at a hotel. Don't stay with them. Right. Go for just an hour and then leave. We can't afford a hotel. It doesn't make that much money. Well, according to his parents, should have gone to college, and then you can afford a Motel 6. Right. Whatever. But, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm having a hard time refocusing all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but, you, but you don't have to control the amount of time you're interacting with them. But I think when it comes to family, tolerance is a huge thing to learn. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how can you, I don't know if you need to cut the snake off, head of the snake off yet. Mm-hmm. It's only been three years. You're totally just learning who you are as an individual. Right. So m- before you be like, I hate you, mm. right? That's a final, that's a finality statement, I think. I hate you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to come back from that, in my opinion. Then maybe be like, well, I'm just not enjoying my time with them right now. We're in different spots in our life. That seems yeah. true. Maybe they're jealous. Maybe they wish they could have done it. Maybe they are like, we want you to be at home, and that's the way they display it. Yeah. It isn't as cut and dry as we're different. Right. It's very complicated. Who knows the history of your family? I don't. I mean, I don't know it, but maybe you do. But you should totally be able to write that off and give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. 10, 20 times, 30 times, whatever that number yeah. is for you, before you're like, I don't want to be around them. I don't want to be around them right now. <laughs> I don't want to be around them today. I don't have the mental you know, runway to deal with this this Easter or this Rosh Hashanah. Right. Uh, all right. We got to take a break. You can always email us, show at KMOD.com. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Listener email says, uh, so I haven't talked to my mom in over six years. I was the bastard child of a love affair, and we haven't spoken since. She said, I should have never existed. Damn. Talk about honesty. She prefers pills over me, my wife, and kids. I think it's perfectly normal to not talk to your Mom or something like that. I don't know if it's perfectly normal. It's okay. Right. Normally, people talk to their family members. Right. But it's okay if you don't. <laughs> Doesn't Especially mean in anything. that situation. Yeah, I don't know. Clearly, the mom's got a problem. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it deals with pills. Oh. And, and, and D. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see what Lindsay has for balls to the wall sports. 
of all problems. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with. Because then you start questioning, like, why am I here? Uh huh. Because God had a different plan for you, my child. <laughs> you can easily go with the idea of that, like, no one wanted me when it's like, ah, she just said something in haste. <laughs> The Washington commanders have officially submitted a response to the Federal Trade Commission concerning accusations of financial misconduct by the team. In their denial, the team's lawyers say the allegations of withholding ticket revenue from visiting teams were made by one disgruntled employee, Jason Friedman, whom they call wholly unreliable, and whose testimony contradicts alleged efforts he made to get his job back. With the team. In addition, the commanders say that no one from the FTC bothered to reach out to them once the accusations were made. The 102 page document also states that the areas implicated by Friedman's testimony have been subject to regular and thorough audits by independent and respected auditors. Based on that and more, the team says no investigation is warranted. The NFL is also cooperating with the FTC on the matter. On Monday, the legendary Seattle Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch joined the Seattle Kraken ownership group along with Seattle-based recording artist Macklemore. After the Kraken welcomed Lynch and Macklemore to their investor group, an awesome video of Beast Mode trolling around the team's practice arena on a Zamboni went viral. He says, I've been part of a lot of things, but this is something I never would have imagined, Lynch wrote on Twitter. As a young hyena, I always dreamed of playing on a professional team, but owning one is something special. A young what? Hyena. What do you think Macklemore's net worth is? Ooh. A hundred million. Based off of? Uh, one music song? music career. Okay. What what are you referencing? Uh, album sales. That's it. No, I mean, like, song-wise. Oh. Hey, Macklemore, can we go thrift shopping? What, what, what? Yeah, thrift what, store. This gets you a hundred million dollars? What? Beyonce, we what? say, is five hundred million. What? What? He ain't even in the what? same what? universe. What? What? So, it's like he does a lot of featuring. I feel yeah, like you're way do. overshooting by a hundred million no, in he, terms of the success of Macklemore. He does do a lot of producing, doesn't he? Too. He's. I have like no a, idea. I think he's like a Timberland, like a behind the scenes type guy too. Okay. Um, and he's got nothing. Um, hold us down or whatever. Or, Whatever that other song is, I don't know. I'm gonna say he's about 25. Timbaland's net worth is 85 million. Okay. Macklemore's net worth is 25 million dollars. Wow. Who knows what? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And that's your balls to the wall sports. I'm Lindsay, 97.5 KM. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Qualifying people for CMall 2022 plus one. Listen for that cue every hour. Randall Bates of Tulsa heard the cue. So now Randall is in line, has a chance to see concerts that KMOD is a part of all this year, including VIP Week in Rock, Oklahoma tickets, plus uh, tickets VIP wise for our 50th anniversary concert that will happen in 2023. So make sure you're listening. Your chance to happen uh, to get qualified is happening again very soon with Mel. DC has some as well, but Mel will get you qualified right before that twofer of Shine Down at about 11:30. So you're going to want to be listening for that. 
to get qualified. All right, so now it's uh, Tuesday at 9 o'clock, and we do to tell the truth. Time to tell the truth. This is your opportunity to ask anything you want. Just remember, keep it clean. No bodily fluids, nothing sexual, and don't forget, we can and will pass on a question. Let's open up the phone lines. Here's Corbin and the gang with all the truth you're going to need. 918-460-KMOD or text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. To tell the truth, would you rather be unable to tell the difference between toddlers and muffins or change gender every time you sneezed? <laughs> That'd be fun. I mean, clothing-wise, it wouldn't. Uh, yeah, right. true. Kind of interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. Would you rather... Not be able to tell the difference between toddlers and muffins or change your gender every time you sneezed. Toddlers and muffins. That's bizarre. I know. Like, I can clearly tell that that's a, a muffin there, not a little baby. Yeah, but you would be incapable of doing that. So I'm going to eat a baby. Or you're going to shake a muffin. <laughs> Never, ever shake a muffin. <laughs> um, I think since I don't, I don't recall ever sneezing during sex so i think it would be interesting to switch genders every time i sneeze especially since i'm usually no 99.9 percent. i never just ha- sneeze one time it's always like hachu hachu at least twice so i'd be going back so i'll take that gimpy do you not change back until the next time you sneeze? It says every time you sneeze. So let's just say you would chew, and I turn into a lady, <laughs> and I'll have another sneezing fit for six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that. That or is not. quite the pickle to be in, mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going with toddlers and muffins. <laughs> yeah, I'll just give up eating muffins. <laughs> right. And, and you'll babies. see me carrying muffins around. <laughs> Talking to your Look muffin. That adorable little muffin. Look at that baby muffin. <laughs> Look at that muffin just having a little good time over there on the swing set. <laughs> just playing by itself. Oh, look at that mom with her muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I like the endless Weird. possibilities there. Mm. Yeah. Your muffin gets moldy. <laughs> I mean, I think to say that correctly, you'd have to say your toddler gets moldy. Yes. Right. Uh, what's one thing you would remove from the world and why? <laughs> Bugs. Uh, specifically, mosquitoes. Mm, that's a good one. I hate them. Probably Blood go out suckers. and say all parasites. Yeah. That's a good that's one. That's a good one. Mm. Whether it be fleas, mosquitoes, yes. leeches, Leeches, ticks. yeah. Ticks. All, all parasites, a bad X, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, leeches have been shown to have some medicinal properties. When was the last time we used a leech in the hospital? <laughs> some hospitals do. <laughs> in third world countries? Okay. Some no. spas no. use them. No, that's that a real thing. so bizarre. As you like to say, no. hey, it still happens. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you two. Pedophilia. Well, I didn't even go yet, but... I was yeah, you just, did. You no. Went, I was just going branching off of hers or whatever. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I oh, thought you were picking okay. what she no, said. No, no, What no, would no, yours no, be, no. Gimpy? The world would be better without lemons. <laughs> Dude, lemonade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Easy, Come yeah. on. No. Yeah. Fish, lim- lemon on you, guacamole, as you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> None of that, huh? None of that. None of that. I can still have oh. my guacamole without any lemon in it. 
Mm-hmm. No, man. <laughs> lemon, lemon is one of the better flavor profiles. Now, the sour part isn't what I'm talking about, just the flavor right. of lemon. Oh, somebody give me a muffin. Well, oh, I need to punch that muffin t- right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like li- the lemon scent? Lemon <laughs> meringue? <laughs> well, they're two separate things. Lemon and meringue are separate. Lemon yeah. meringue pie? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't love lemon meringue pie. Mm. I like meringue, but not lemon meringue. Mm. I don't like my pie to taste like lemons either. <laughs> or to be, have be creamy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you could have any vehicle, what would it be? Any vehicle? Hmm. Um, I would like the, I would like to have a new Palisade or something. I also think it would be pretty badass to drive around in a Hummer. Not but the gas, gas right, exactly. Right. Not with today's <laughs> glass price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it. Walked into that one, didn't Yeah. <laughs> or have owning a limo and having a driver would be also nice. But I think I'll go with the Palisade. See, and then you got to pay the driver, yeah. and mm-hmm. you got to pay for the gas and the limo and the And nowhere where there's speed bumps. Right. Turnabouts are not your friend. True. Right. Gimpy. Uh, a Viper. Dodge Viper's always been my favorite car. Since I was 15, for sure. 69 Roadrunner. Very, very nice. Or an El Camino. Very nice. Roadrunner was my dad. That was my dad's favorite car. Mm-hmm. And then uh, El Caminos, I just think, look cool. They do look They're cool. They're so convenient. I'll even... A uh, car and a truck. I'll even accept a Brat. Okay. What's that? <laughs> it's a smaller El Camino, but with seats in the back <laughs> of the of the bed. Jump seats. Jump seats, yeah. <laughs> that was seriously a thing. Like it had seat belts and everything. Oh, That's yeah. neat. Oh, no, it's yeah. not. It's incredibly dangerous. Because it was such a small car, like you kind of stuck over the top of it. <laughs> and if it God forbid it rolled over. God, what a horrible, horrible, horrible car. <laughs> horrible car. Uh, if, if you're going to say something, like get a Ranchero or something, if you're going to compare to an Elko, not a not a Brat. I don't know. <laughs> I think Brats are kind of like Pintos. <laughs> right. Where you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just drive it to say you got one. Uh, uh, listen, if you send this listener email, you can call if you want to hear the full story. That's not, no, we don't do that. That's not a listener email. A listener email would be not a text. <laughs> nope. Not a phone call. What? It would be a mm, electronic letter mail. that you would send in the mail. <laughs> Nail, nail. 7136 South Yale Suite 500, <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma 74136. Lindsay, what do you have? Do you have anything? Do you personally have anything for to tell the truth? Mm, uh, no. No. Gimpy, do you have anything? Mm-mm, besides this one that came through, what food have you never really want? Have you? What food have you never had but really want to try? For me, it's chimichanga. There's so much going wrong in that text right now. How have you never had a chimichanga? A lot of this gal, she's old enough. She's a old lot enough. of people have not had chimichangas, man. I just, I just feel like, at least at some point in time in your thirty plus years of living, you have surely have had to have a deep fried burrito in there somewhere. I think you're assuming a chimichanga mm. is like a tostada or an enchilada okay. or a burrito. Okay, right? So popular. You think it's menu. super popular, and uh, I don't think it is. It's a Tex-Mex item that mm. a lot of people haven't had. I'm not a huge Tex-Mex fan, but what? It's a deep fried burrito. That's what it Essentially. is. Essentially, essentially, that's all. I don't it know is. if I've ever it, had one. They don't have lettuce in them. 
Do they? No, no. They it's got just them on the, the meat, side. right? Yeah, it's meat and cheese. And then and covered. Smothered in cheese. Yeah. With your little lettuce, your pico, your sour cream, your guacamole on the side. I don't, they're not bad. They're no, not bad. They're no. just not a go-to. Hmm. No. I think I need, maybe I need to get in the chimichanga world a little bit you more. guys are missing yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know if I'm missing out. <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I do see a lot of... Uh, Facebook posts mm-hmm. of people making things. I'm like, oh, that looks so good. And mm. then I'll share it and think that I'm going to make it someday. And then I never do. Mm. I really should go through some of my my posts and make some of that stuff. Right. That would be stuff that. For me, the answer to that question would probably be like some Wagyu beef. I heard it's really good. Never had it before. It's fine. Really? It just tastes like any other yeah, steak? Yeah. I mean. We bought some because there's a place around here that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's real or whatever, but that's what they sell. Mm. I, and uh, it wasn't cheap. $95 for two steaks. We did it for my birthday. Right. right? So New Year's Eve, we did it on New Year's Eve and made it like a nice dinner and with all that. It was fine. It was it was fine. That's it. I had it at Bodine's and it was the best filet I've ever had in my entire life. Most tender, melted in my mouth. It was incredible. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. I, To me, it's it's fine. Um, I'm going to pick that I've always wanted to try. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I've wanted to try. Lately, I've seen a lot of um, African food, like on cooking shows and stuff. Okay. And I'm like, that looks pretty good. I'd like to try that mm. and see what that's like. But I can't tell you anything specific about it. Right. So it's not like any particular type or, or you know, product. It would be like a cultural type. Yeah, a cuisine. cuisine. Yeah. Okay. But I don't have anything mm-hmm. that I'm like, I've always wanted to try crab legs. Right. Mm. Love me some crab legs. Uh, let's see. Oh, look at that. Uh, Tony is waiting. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you guys this morning? Good, sir. What do you have for us for To Tell the Truth? Or To Tell the Truth, we're talking about food. Um, it's an Oklahoma thing. It's called chocolate biscuits and gravy. And uh, it, it's not all over it. But uh, you can just look up the recipe for the chocolate gravy. But here's the deal. I was... Uh, I, I was uh, indulging in some uh, homeboy lettuce the other day, and I made real salty fried chicken, and I put chocolate gravy all over it, and chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I've actually the only time I've ever had chocolate gravy was with like chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm only ever and had waffles. It with biscuits. I've never had it on waffles, oh. but uh, with biscuits and mm-hmm. and like a piece of chicken fried steak, so it makes sense that it would be good with fried chicken. Yep. Oh, it's, it's totally awesome. And one thing, don't go up to Wisconsin. I went up there on tour with my band, and I ordered an omelet, and they put freaking chili and brown gravy on it. I mean, that might sound good to you, but not at 6 o'clock in the morning. No. I mean, you know, that doesn't sound horrible. No. No, no not, in the af- not in the afternoon, but not hung over 6 o'clock in the morning. No, when you're in Wisconsin, you got to get the cheese curds. Right. Yeah, no no doubt. All right, you guys have a great day. Thank you for letting me get on air, man. All right, buddy. See you later. See you, Tony. Chili cheese omelet. Sounds delicious, to be honest with you. I mean, it why really would does. you do chorizo? Like, right. why would you not do... Exactly. Wait, are we talking chili with beans or chili with just meat? Either way, I'm, I'm happy it's with it. It's not chili if it's got beans. Ah, mm-hmm, I don't whatever. care. Yeah. 
Everybody makes theirs differently. Yeah. I won't try it. Yeah, I, I, I ain't hating that. And brown gravy? I mean, chili and brown gravy makes no right. sense. Right, no. But the chocolate gravy, I get it, because you're getting a little bit of sweet. You're getting that savory. I think they may be onto something. And, by the way, we've already hung up, Tony, but why would you order that? Yeah, right. I don't want brown gravy. I don't want gravy on my eggs. Were you playing roulette breakfast? I mean, did... <laughs> Surprise me. Yeah. Bring whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Then you can't complain. Did you go, hey, bring me this chili gravy omelet? <laughs> and then you were like, it wasn't good. You ordered it. It's that homeboy lettuce I got him. Thought it'd be a great <laughs> idea. Uh, are you doing Harley Days of May? Yes, we will be doing Harley Days of May. It's uh, it's going to be cool this year. It's going to be a little different, but it's going to be cool. What's your favorite TV show of all time, Lindsay? Oh, oh man. That's a good one. I guess. Oh, greatest of all time. Favorite of all time. I, I guess I would have to say Saved by the Bell. Okay. That's, that's your first favorite one. show of all time. I mean, that's... In terms of cinematic masterpieces. That's what comes to mind when, I mean, that's one show I never missed growing up. I I watched it, and then I joined Peacock just so I could watch the reboot. So I guess that is the number one show that holds a special place in my heart. Gimby? I'm going to go with MASH. Because when you think of favorite show of all time, it's like you got to be on a desert island, and this is the TV show that you're going to be watching. Forever. So I think MASH is a good, solid. You got plenty of uh, seasons and, and episodes to choose from, and they're always entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, MASH. Uh, West Wing is, to me, the best television show of okay. all time. Okay. Twisted a little bit off current events, mm. inside our political system, or a glimpse, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a great show. Much like MASH, a glimpse inside that war, right? Right. And and war life, so yeah, yeah. I, I like, yeah, I like that show a lot. I could watch it now and binge four or five episodes. Right, you can only watch so much Game of Thrones, and you're like, I'm done. The Indian ruined that show. It did. It ruined that show. It really did. Uh, this listener text in. Have you guys heard of? Uh, have you guys had to try the Hard Mountain Dew yet? I found it at Research. It's pretty good. So, Hard Mountain Dew, five percent alcohol. Uh, zero sugar comes in a couple flavors: black cherry, traditional Baja Blast, and watermelon. Shoot, I love Baja, Baja Blast. Blast. <laughs> Gross! Nice to Baja know Blast is the finally. best. <laughs> Listen, her to be on your team of liking some is hardly a win. Hey, it's okay with me. I take it. <laughs> Dub's a dub in my book. Uh, I have not tried this, Lindsay. I have not. Gimpy, nor have I, but I'm a gonna. Uh, I typically don't drink things like this. So it's too much sugar for you, is that what it is? Uh, no, anything that's chemically made, I'm I'm not a big fan of to drink because the hangovers are usually so gnarly. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a fan. So and if it's sold in Reesers, that means it does not have alcohol in it. That means it's some sort of like beer or wine scenario. Right, right. Uh, so that it's doesn't like a wine cooler. Yeah. So that I don't I don't get that excited about stuff like this. Now, if we were somewhere and or you know they were paying us, I would absolutely try it. <laughs> but if I was somewhere at a party and they're like, "Oh, we have this," I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'll Sweet. try it." Cool. But I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna search it out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was looking quickly to see. Uh, it does not have caffeine in it. 
Okay. So I guess that's good. Interesting. How yeah. does Mountain Dew not have caffeine in it? Right. Or sugar. I mean, they do caffeine free. I've never had no ca- seen caffeine free Mountain Dew. Well, they do, like plenty of sodas are they have caffeine. I know, but I've never seen it in Mountain Dew. Hmm. Uh. Uh, would you rather try to skydive higher than anyone ever has or go deeper into the ocean than anyone before? Ooh. Um, as much as I love the ocean and snorkeling and, and that, I think I would rather try to skydive higher. It feels a little bit safer than deeper into the ocean. Gimpy. So... I've been skydiving before, and it is amazing. But to go higher than anybody's ever gone before, you literally have to go into outer space. Because that guy went to the edge. Very Felix Felix Bumgarner, he he went to space. Yeah. He technically was in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did it. So tech, you really couldn't get any higher than that as opposed to jumping out of the space station and hoping that you're making your way. And then you got to hope that you don't burn up in the atmosphere. It just It's bad news, man. Bad news. I, last time I was in the ocean, I almost drowned. I was like eight at the time. So I'll go with that one. Man, both of these do not have good qualities. Okay. So skydiving, that Felix Bumgarner, if you remember, he went in this giant twist and like was spinning in an uncontrollable spin. Mm -hmm. And then there's the whole atmosphere reentry thing. Right. See, going down in the water, there's the pressure you have to deal with and um, reacclimating as you come up. So you don't get the bends. So that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And people die or the pressure going down. Mm-hmm. There's no win. I don't know if there's a good win here. Mm-hmm. I like the idea, though, of the skydive thing mm-hmm. only because... If something goes wrong, they'll find me. Okay. In the ocean, if I'm diving, I've got to have weights on me. Right. And if I die on the way down, I ain't taking the weights off. Mm-hmm. So I will go and keep going mm. and keep going right. and keep you going. fish food, yeah. Or implode, probably. Right, right. But see, the thing is, it's like with the skydiving, there's not much there to see. I mean, you've got the layout of the Earth. You got maybe a star or two, but like, think of all the cool things you'd see in the ocean. I mean, it's dark. Yeah, like. It- yeah, we're just assuming you have a flashlight with you. But then sorts. you flash it on something that is extremely scary looking, and Dude, it's going to eat you. Watch this. There's a Will Smith thing <laughs> that is on uh, Nat Geo. Mm-hmm. You should hit it because it's good. Yeah, yeah. And it is, he goes into the water, and they do this thing where they. It looks like nothing, mm-hmm. and then they turn the lights off, and all these like things start appearing, lighting up oh, in the water. Great, and you're like, w-, like they're clearly <laughs> not alone. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, isn't it great? You crap your pants, but hey, you're still, you know, you're alive. <laughs> yeah, you watch it like you just got slapped by Will Smith. You're like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOT. 
Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Lindsay brought up this story to me uh, about a Paralympian. Okay. And this Paralympian got his medal stolen from his car. And he posted the video uh, online to try and help find out who the guy was. And I'll let Lindsay say what she said to me. But um, these Teslas, I didn't know this. It, it happened over on uh, Cherry Street where a guy keyed a Tesla where apparently Teslas are targets for vandalism. Like they're not happy you have a Tesla. So people are keen or vandalizing it, hmm. which is really crazy. But unbeknownst to me, I did not know this. Teslas have cameras all over them yeah. and record when someone walks near it. And they caught the guy from different, there's like different angles, caught the guy walking up to the Tesla, keyed it down the side. He looks back to admire his work. <laughs> Same thing for this Paralympian who someone broke into his car where the camera was triggered because someone was near the car. Mm-hmm. And they show the guy um, trying to break in through a back window and he's trying and trying and trying, and the alarm finally goes off on the Tesla, and then uh, he breaks the window and he takes something out of the car. But, Lindsay, go ahead and say to me what you said about the story. He took uh, th- three gold medals of the guys from 2014, 2018, 2022. Yes. Who keeps their medals inside their car, especially from years back? Like, don't you put those in a, on a trophy case? Hang them on your wall, something? Well, you store them in your car? If he took them with them to the Paralympics that he's participating in, you know, just to, you know, have, hey, these are my previous medals that I've won, then they're over and he just puts them in. Yeah, I could see why he would take them with. Uh, I mean, it was in a backpack, one. Mm-hmm. They weren't just sitting out, like, laying in the seat. Mm-hmm. They were in a backpack. And if... For whatever, maybe he was going to speak to a school. Some, maybe. Like, I maybe. put stuff in my car the night before. That makes sense. And he, he lives in an apartment complex in a garage, parking garage. Mm-hmm. And it was, par- or maybe he had just come from speaking to kids at school and then was parked. Right, right. The fact of it is, he wasn't going for the medals. He just saw a backpack. He just saw a backpack. Because bag. mm-hmm. there's most of the time people put important stuff in their backpack. Uh, apparently, he did get the medals back, though. They were returned to a fire station, huh. and then they got returned Well, the guy probably him. felt bad for taking them more than likely. He's like, ah, crap. Yeah. Nothing here, but Paralympic medals. Psh, what am I going to do with that? It was today I learned that uh, Paralympians do hockey, but they like they sit in sleds mm-hmm. and, and play hockey. It's pretty cool. And he was a goalie on the team, and he lost one of his legs in a motorcycle accident. Damn. Well, good, good for him. Yeah, that's impressive. We we need to know someone that plays. Uh, it's not called murder ball, but it's called murder ball, where they sit in the wheelchair and play basketball and they uh, run into each basketball. other. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not called wheelchair basketball. Uh, is that just too insensitive anymore? No, no, no. It's just it's a little more aggressive because they you know slam into each other, mm-hmm. like rollerball. No, like murder ball. I don't know what's not happening here. <laughs> I believe that's what it is. It's called. It's called murder ball. Well, they have wheelchair rugby, originally murder ball, and was known as a quad rugby in the United States. 
It's a team sport for athletes with a disability. Yeah. Wheelchair rugby. I love stuff like this. Yeah. Because even the idea of playing rugby or hockey or any of those things to me as a cape, like I have all my limbs and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, right. bah. Right, and these yeah. guys don't give a damn. They're just out here. They are ready. Yeah. It's like rugby meets bumper cars. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was very insensitive. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know if it's bumping. It's the truth. It's the truth. They're bumping into They're each other. slamming into each other, yeah. but I Aggressively. Mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, imagine getting your hand caught between, pinned between two wheelchairs coming at you full yeah. speed. You probably learn pretty quickly, or maybe they wear those type of gloves that have the right. shields on the uh, right. on the hands. Right, like mm-hmm. rider's gloves or whatever. They got the plastic armor. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the capability of moving your legs, losing your hands is hardly a concern to you. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. I'm already limbless somewhere. Right. If this is the price I have to pay, then <laughs> it's not like I'm going to lose a hand. Right, right. Right. But did you die? Right. Right. <laughs> Stories of people like this are just so, it's so impressive to me. If you've ever had an injury and tried to rehab an injury, gone to physical therapy, uh, couldn't do all the things you wanted to do, like it mentally messes oh, with you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And if you use it like that's what you do, like as a career and make money, I can only imagine it's even more. Right. But to lose a leg and you can't walk, <laughs> the mental game that gets played between committee members in your head right. has got to be crazy. Oh, yeah. You can only imagine. I mean, you're already dealing with that committee on a regular, everyday basis. Yeah. But now it's totally changing your life and how you're used to doing things. You got to relearn, adapt. Ugh. There so. was a story about a woman who got the, uh, she got a transplant so she could see. Okay. And that's got to be the reverse of like. Right. Do, you, do those people get guilt? Because they can see. Because now they can see. I don't know about guilt. Like a res- like a guilt of maybe there's someone that needs it more than I do, mm. and now I have it. Well, how would you? Or do I have to do like some amazing thing because now I can see where I couldn't before? Right. An eye transplant. That is crazy. I mean, they've I done don't... retina transplants and stuff like that for a while. Right. It isn't like heart transplant. Remember that guy we were like, oh, they put it, they grew a pig heart and put it yeah. in him. Yeah, right. he died. Yeah. Right. Like six ah. weeks later or whatever. Yeah. Got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> What's crazy is you're right. Like, they've got to do some things and be like, well, we've got to see if it works. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do you think we got where we're at? Pacemakers. Mm-hmm. Avocados. Like, they, some people got to take some chances. Right. Yeah, for right, sure. Right. That guy's not going to get a school named after him. Oh, no. But playing a giant part in the capability of animals growing hearts for humans. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He won't get a school named after him. Now, the doctor who perfects it probably will. Or at least a wing of the hospital or something. Right. And listen, doctors are great. Mm-hmm. But what risk did he take? <laughs> it was his idea. The guy that died, mm-hmm. he's probably not even going to get a statue. Yeah, but everybody knows that the uh, the idea people are the ones that really get all the payoffs, not the sacrifices. No. It was my idea. I came up with it. So therefore, I'm taking all the credit. No, I mean, I guess you're right. The scientist who, you know, created nuclear fusion right. Yeah. Right. isn't the one that's got a statue. The, the, I guess they do it for the guy that pushed the button, but. <laughs> we I, don't think about all the, you know, Japanese people that died, you know, once we tested it and we're like, yeah, hey, it works. All right. I mean, yeah, I think we do. I think, I think that, yeah, they knew quite well aware that that was going to happen. <laughs>
Right. Uh, but he should get a statue. Advancing, like the person that helped, the first person that ever got a pacemaker in them. Right. Yeah. Right. If it wasn't for that guy, well, we wouldn't be able to save all these other lives. We have no idea who that mm. person is. Mm-mm. That's a very but, good but it's a giant advancement in medical technology. Mm-hmm. Right? The first person that did that, they were like, we don't know if this is going to work. And it probably was like a backpack. Right. With a cord that went around and oh, went in between gosh. your chest. My grandfather was in the hospital for over a month to have a pacemaker put in. A month. Damn. And I'm not even sure. I had to ask my mom, but there's no way they put a they put a uh, energizer in it. No. Probably like the, you know, the old uh, bag phones, you know, like you said. Uh, the cell phones now, we have supercomputers that fit in our pocket, but before you had to carry it in a bag Dude, over your shoulder. This was like 80-something that mm-hmm. this happened for my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you and your houses when you were a kid, but guess what we didn't have a lot of? Mm-hmm. Batteries. No kidding. <laughs> and if we did, it was that stupid giant one with the springs. Right. That was for uh, one flashlight. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> that you've had since, you know, for the last 30 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Arnie Larson was the first oh, person. Okay, sure. <laughs> Glad you Googled that. Mm-hmm. But it, nobody knows that name. Right. No. Does Arnie have a school somewhere? Probably not. Right? <laughs> At the minimum, what should he get? A school? I don't know if he should get a school. At minimum, he should have, like, a part of the hospital where he had the surgery a wing. done at. A wing. Or a heart just wing. A room. I feel like they reserve wings of hospital for people that donate the money to build them. <laughs> yes. Which is also a worthy mm-hmm. namesake. Right, right, right. But... But the person that died for the advancement, I guess maybe the building where they manufacture them, and they can, they can have his name on that building. Yeah. Or just instead of calling it a pacemaker, it'd be the Arnie Wilson pacemaker. No, the Arnie Wilson maker. The Arnie Wilson maker. The Arnie, Arnie Larson. Arnie Larson. <laughs> See, God is. damn it. See, nobody this cares. poor guy. No, none of us care. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show oh, yeah. is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Make sure you listen with Mel about 1130. Right before that, two for a shine down. Get qualified for CMall 2022 plus one. Chance to see every concert KMOD is a part of, including VIP Weekend Rock, Oklahoma tickets, and VIP hookup for the KMOD 50th anniversary concert in 2023. I know what everybody learned. Lindsay, what'd you learn today? Uh, that Gimpy's been feeling lonely these past holidays. Good thing his favorite holiday is tomorrow. And your teen is just going through a phase. It's just a phase until your body is getting dragged down the sidewalk in a suitcase. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned that the D is the root of the world's problems. And in a related note, nobody likes a sour pie. <laughs> uh, I learned that we all want a little cream on our pie. And I also learned that it, uh, Saved by the Bell, is one of the best cinematic pieces of art ever made. 
It's all because of Dustin Diamond, man. Uh, it's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. Yeah. Lindsay, stop tracking my cycle. This is thank Gimpy. You, thank you, thank I'm sorry. Far too kind. Oh. Yeah. Ready? Woo. Oh. Woo. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show. I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll. It's over. Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. We tried, boy. This week, what do we have, Lindsay? Manifesto number one by Shooter Jennings. Oh, Shooter, man. That's uh, Wayland's boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And why? Uh, this, uh, I heard this song probably, I don't know, it came out in like 2005, so I probably hear, heard it a year later for the first time, and I was like, damn, I like this guy. I don't know. It was just, it put me in a really good mood, and we used to listen to it on the lake all the time, and um, every once in a while when we're, uh, when Kevin and I cook in the kitchen together, we like to always have music on and we'll always play this and we'll just dance around the kitchen and jam it up. It's just a good, good yeah, tune. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have go-to cooking music, Gimpy? Um, usually it'll, whatever mood I'm in that day, to be honest with you, a lot of it'll be, um. Maybe some country shit or whatever, you know. But sometimes they'll throw on some some easy listening, you know, some smooth jazz, uh, just as background noise or whatever. But very rarely, unless I'm trying to uh, piss off my neighbors, which I did that once, uh, will I turn up like heavy metal or anything like that. Oh, we got drunk one night. What was this? Fuck, it was last year, year before last. <laughs> and I like started turning on Russian communist music. Fucking cranking it loud, Chinese communist music. Fucking cranking it really Jesus. I don't know why. Just fuck with the neighbors, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> couldn't understand a fucking word. But <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, mine's lately is uh, Nathaniel Rateliff. Yeah, uh, see that Ray Lamontagne. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I told the story before, and right after college, I lived with a guy that I w- waited tables with mm-hmm. when we both got adult jobs. Mm-hmm. He sold cars, and I worked at the radio station, and uh, I would come home from work, and he would be listening to Marine Cadences. So I'm not huh. as weird. I mean, he was a Marine. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. not a communist. <laughs> let's, let's so get it that is out not uh, the same. <laughs> no. But, like, 
I mean, he would be in it. Right. But if he was a Marine, I mean, that's his life. That makes perfectly good no, sense. That makes sense. I mean, sense. he was an active duty. Mm-hmm. He was just a former? Yeah. No, he, it's okay. Yeah. It's a little weird. Maybe oh, he missed it. Maybe. It was blaring. <laughs> the and he was singing it like he was oh, by wow. himself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was a little bizarre. It wasn't like they were with his friends and like, ah, that's right, his jam. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Had to get yeah. him back to that spot, I guess. I don't know. And then there was one instance not too long after that, because he had a drinking problem, mm-hmm. and uh, he would got like would throw things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be asleep and wake him in the middle of the night, and he's throwing things. Oh, gosh. Really? And then he'd storm into my room, like, being loud, and I'm like, what the fuck is A little, little PTSD? Get him? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. But he was just, woof. Man. Over the top. How long were you guys roommates? Uh, after that, not much longer. I was going to say, yeah, something like that. I'd be like, fuck this, bro. I'm out. Yeah, when you can't respect b- uh, boundaries, right. like a closed door <laughs> That's in the middle solid. of the night, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you're singing cadences, <laughs> Yeah. You, uh, you have a good point there. Where is he now? I have no idea. Try to ask me his name because I can't remember. Really? Wow. Lock that out. Try to remember my first Maybe. roommate's name. My first roommate's name was Micah and Cherie. They weren't married, but it was a three-bedroom apartment. That was my first roommate. Wow, that's fun. You live with roommates. You know, mm-hmm. like, you get pretty intimate with them in terms of, like, you know, you share toilet paper. Right, right. right. It's pretty intimate. Sometimes they're already friends of yours. Yeah. And you're just like, hey, we'll make things easier on us. Let's move in. I can't. Okay, so my first roommates that I lived with, there were four of us, five of us, and now is this in the dorms? No, this or, is in a house. Okay, like we okay. rented a house. Okay. I can't remember one of their names. <laughs> well, one out of your three, ain't Jason, bad. Okay. Something, something. Sure. Brian. <laughs> Fuck, I'm just making them names. I don't know. Yeah, you're right, right. You hmm. remember your first roommate's yeah, name? Yeah, uh, it was in college, and there mm-hmm. was four of us. We had a two-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. It was me, Carmen, Abby, and Lisa. And Abby and I became super-duper close. Uh, I was uh, in her wedding. We remained close. Her dad uh, was an architect in Minnesota. She was from uh, Minnesota. Mm. And uh, he was responsible. Have you ever eaten at a Culver's? Have you ever heard of Culver's? I know what a Culver's is. Yeah. I've not eaten at one. He was the mm. architect that designed the Culver's restaurant. <laughs> it's a weird fucking yes. flex, but okay. <laughs> See yeah. that? I designed you that You ever eaten at a ground yeah, round? Because exactly. <laughs> right. all restaurants look exactly the same. Pretty uh-huh. much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then I, mo- she moved out. She, Abby started a relationship with some dude. He asked her to move in. So she moved out. And so then it was just me, Carmen, and Lisa. Mm. And then I was like, man, I'm kind of done with this situation myself. It, me and the other two were just really different, completely different. So I found a new roommate mm. who ended up being a complete psycho ass bitch. <laughs> complete. She, Total, like, she had split personality syndrome. Like, I had no idea. Her mother would call me mm, about once a week to ask me, which I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Is Tammy on her meds? Oh, shit. 
I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to Did call. Did you not know that? I did not know that. What was it about her that made her an, endeem- an endearing quality to want to be with her 20 hours a day? So she was, so we worked together, kind of. She was, um, she ran a photo lab at a Walmart store, and I worked in a kiosk outside the photo lab inside the Walmart store selling cell phones. While I was in school, this is what I did for my job. (laughs) And that's how I met her. And uh, she seemed really cool. I mean, good work ethic, and she was the manager there, but just real fun. And um, I was 18 years old, and she was 21. And so, and you could go to the clubs at 18 in Minnesota, so we'd go to the clubs at night, and have fun. And she said, you know, I'm looking to get into a nicer apartment. I need a roommate. I'm like, I'll be your roommate. I'd love <laughs> to be in a better apartment. So we get in a, a, in this place together and it was fun. We were sharing clothes. And at first she'd be like, hey, I thought of you. I went shopping. I thought of you. Thought this would be cute on you. So I got it. And then the next day it was like, well, are you going to make dinner tonight? Or like, it was just weird. It was just her, how her attitude would just That doesn't sound flip. that weird to be like, are you making dinner like, tonight? No, right? or it was just like, <laughs> um. I thought you were going to be like, she was like, where'd you get that? Right. That's really mine. fly off the handle there, not just. Well, then, well, there were, then there were times where I would like, hey, have you seen this shirt of mine? Well, I bought you this, so I thought it would be okay if I wore this. Well. That sounds like girl behavior. Pretty much. Yeah, it's fine. Just let me know if you're going to wear it or whatever, you know? What was the thing she did that you were like, she has split personality? So, um, my, I had a, I had a pet cat at home back in Indiana and, um, my parents wanted me to take the cat because in college, one of the deals was my parents had paid for my, my room and board in my original apartment. Mm -hmm. And when I decided, hey, I'm actually going to leave that apartment and move into a more expensive one with just one roommate. My parents were like, well, you're going to pay for it then if it's more expensive. (laughs) Right. So I got this job, and then they were like, now you need to take this cat. So I asked my roommate, (laughs) I said, do you mind? She's like, I don't mind at all. So now we have a pet cat. Well, she started abusing my cat. Uh-oh, she beat that pussy up, huh? Yeah. What do you mean she abused? Like, what'd she do? So there was one time where the cat jumped up on the on the back of the couch and kind of nuzzled at the back of her head. Sure. And she took the cat and pushed it, and it flew across the room. She knocked it off the per- wherever it was perched. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I was coming out of my room. She was standing in the kitchen. The cat's eating. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in, and I watch her kick the cat out of oh, the kitchen. This sounds like I a lovely lady. Cat. Yeah, right? Like, I hate awful. cats. This sounds like a <laughs> like really it, great human being. Yeah. Level-headed. <laughs> so then um, I, I, I overhear, I come home from school one day, and I overhear her on the phone with, I think it was her, her sister and her mom, and they're making plans for her sister's daughter's birthday or something, and her daughter was an ele- or the her niece was in elementary school, so young kid, mm. and uh, they're they're making birthday plans, and uh, Tammy's like, well, if if we're not doing it this way, then I'm I'm not putting in money for this party. I'm not bringing a gift. You all can kiss my ass. And I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> like, it, it was like, it had to be on her, you know, terms. Right. And uh, they were like, well, 
we're going to come down, you know, and she's like, well, I want to go here. I want to take her here mm-hmm. and here and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, okay, well, this isn't going to work for us. Mm. You know, you are one person and we are an entire family over here because they lived like four and a half, five hours away. They mm. lived in way up north Minnesota. And so it was going to be a big deal for them to come down and everything just had to be on her terms. And if it wasn't, if it didn't go her way, it was just awful. It was just awful. And you just never wanted to be on her bad side because it was it was scary. She was scary. She would bring guys around that I didn't know. She'd have random guys staying the night that I didn't know. I didn't sounds really like feel up. safe. Yeah, right. Is that a bad that sounds thing? Sounds like cooking up. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Um, was she supposed to vet them through you? I mean, <laughs> out of respect for your roommate, I would say it's her absolutely you not. Want, nah, I don't know. I think you want to meet the people that you're bringing in. No. At least mm. introduce. Mm. So you no? meet somebody at a bar. You can't no, bring them home. No, you come home. But but she leaves for work. I come home for school, and there's some rando in the apartment. I mean, if he's still there and she's still not, there and that, she's yeah, not. That, yeah, that's, 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 that's part, not yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's just bad manners. And, yeah, and she would do that. But her hooking quite up with often. strangers to you is hardly a, a bad deal. Well, no, right. that I don't mind. But when they're still there and yeah. she's not there, like no, that's right. not cool. I'll give you that. That is yeah. not cool. Mm. Or when I would wake up and go to the bathroom to take a shower, and there's some stra- stranger there, like he's in there taking a shit. Hey. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Oh, and then just to be a bitch. So she had, she would spend, she paid $100 more in rent every month because mm. she had the master bedroom, which had the washing machine and the dryer in her closet. That's weird. So if I wanted to do my laundry, I had to let her know like, hey, I'm going into your room to do laundry or whatever. Mm. To be a bitch. She would lock her door so I couldn't do my laundry. I couldn't come in and do laundry. Damn. Yeah. Roommate shit's so funny. I know. Roommates like you put you you put so much weight into that time of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking stupid. Listen, yeah. like I paying a hundred dollars more, like I'd be like, like, no, I should pay less because I gotta hear the fucking washer and dryer <laughs> or the wa- the washer and dryer. And you gotta come in here whenever you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. She hid my mail at one point and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who does that? How do you know she hid like, your mail? How- like, she was like, I'm hiding your mail? Her, no, I would ask her for the, because she would go and get the mail from the mail. Hey, uh, did you check the mailbox yet? It, was there anything? From, no. She would either throw it away or I, I did find shit on top of the refrigerator, like underneath a basket. Mm. Like, who? That doesn't. You're implying she diabolically it hid it underneath yes, the basket. Like, I didn't okay. put it there. Oh. And if she's the only other person there, it's not like we had a cleaning lady coming in. To be fair, if you're saying she's got a slip personality, it might have been the other person. You're very well right. It was just, it was just strange. <laughs> have you looked this lady up on Facebook? See I if she's have. still alive? I have. Uh, she's I still have. Around? She doesn't really. She, Does has... she have multiple pages? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she, it's not active. It's not active. Okay. Um, to you. I mean, it could right, be. Right. Right. Maybe, but we're not friends on there. But I did end up um, leaving. I moved out one weekend when she was gone. Mm. I moved all my shit out. Didn't tell her? Left her holding the bag. Yep. I went to the apartment manager and I told her why I was leaving. Technically, isn't that the meanest thing out of the relationship Mm -hmm. you two did? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You ditched her. But I wasn't comfortable there. Mm. I just wasn't. that's okay. There was was, uh, one day she had a really bad day and she broke plates in the kitchen. I'm cooking dinner and she broke plates at my feet. She started... Like, just broke Channeling like, her inner Greek. Yes, like, just <laughs> getting rid Oop-a. of energy. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yo, just fucked up. freaking out. Just freaking out. Mm-hmm. 
So I I moved out. She took me to court. Like it was like six months later, and I won. She ended up having to. You won. Pay. Yeah. Like how the, did you on what grounds? Because I said I was I was I felt threatened. Hmm. I said I did not feel safe. Well, yeah, if you're in the apartment. Plates on my feet. I would yeah. feel yeah. safe. And yeah. I said, and I did tell the apartment that I was leaving, and I said that they could keep my deposit, and that was it. Yeah, because I let them know I'm. I'm sorry, I'm breaking my lease, but here is why. So she got stuck with the court costs and whatever rent that she paid on my behalf. So that was that. Last time I. Oh, and when we showed up in court, she was wearing my clothes. How about that? Well, I mean, you left your taken. clothes there. No, I didn't. But it was something that she had taken from my closet. Before uh, I had left previously. You didn't give permission. Well, right. it, been, it had been six months, so you hardly cared about it. Right. <laughs> you should have been like, and Judge Judy, I want this shirt. It was probably something it's that I had shirt. left in the washer or dryer or something. Yeah. That I forgot was there. It's just funny how roommates are. Like, you put all this weight into, mm. oh, they're going to be great. I <laughs> that know. shit in right. so fast. Such right. high hopes. Right. Yeah, you just, I think people misjudge roommate scenarios. It is not worth it. That was a last save a time. little bit of money. Oh, it's worth it. You think? Absolutely. Man. If you can manage your emotions and not get in with a psychopath. No, that's a true statement. I found that roommates always suck. It's always something. You know, you ate my fucking Lucky Charms or whatever. Stealing my clothes. Mm-hmm. Kicking my cat. Yeah. Whatever. It's always something with a roommate. You're I, always had the, I always had the idea of, yeah, people were going to eat my food. Mm-hmm. I just accepted that. Yeah. And that uh, people were going to not follow the rules. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was always a thing when it just got out of control. Mm-hmm. So I remember one time when I lived in that house with the five people, I can't remember their names, and nobody would do dishes. Oh. I just started stacking dishes on people's beds. <laughs> That's, That's good. the thing, right? You do that shit, and you're like, now you're the asshole for putting dirty yeah. dishes on my, oh, totally. on my bed. But totally. But just fucking clean up after yourself, totally. we wouldn't have this problem. They were like, you don't have to put them on my bed. I'll do them when I want to do them. That's fine, but mm-hmm. I don't want to look at them. Right, right, right. And when every fucking dish in the house is dirty because people are too lazy to fucking wash them, you find yourself eating with, like, a baking spoon. <laughs> they would leave food and everything out, mm-hmm. and uh, it got so bad we were getting slugs in the house. Yeah. Wow. Massive I, ones. Ugh. Wow. I dated a guy in college and his roommates. One in particular was so gross and lazy, and his job... They ended up saying, okay, guys, here's our chore list. I'm going to take care of this room. I'll take care of the bathroom. You take care of this. You take care of the kitchen. And the dude that was supposed to take care of the kitchen, there was maggots in the kitchen sink. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a deal breaker they for me. I'm hired, done. Yeah. They hired, like, a cleaning company, uh, like a Mary Maid's type, mm. to come in. Mm-hmm. The other roommates did and mm-hmm. handed him the bill. And instead of paying the bill, he moved out. And they were like, so fuck it. I it's don't. We don't it. even care. It's mm-hmm. worth him being gone. Mm-hmm. He was such a lazy pos. My first roommate in college in the dorm, uh, he was a ag major and had a farm and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his name was Lincoln. Okay, old. I Link. remember. Yeah. And total. I mean, his name was Lincoln. <laughs> and he was fine. Like he, I didn't have any problems with him. The only problem I had with him, uh, which is, is he'd leave his chew spit thing on the floor. Oh, his old spit cup? Yeah, but mm-hmm. he would he would go to bed, and he'd take his dinner out and put it on the cap, and then he'd get up in the morning and put it back in. Ew. 
I don't think. That's I mean, he was a fucking good old boy. Right. He yeah. didn't give right. a fuck, <laughs> and he did the rodeo. Still got and some juice in it. <laughs> he would go out and party, but it wouldn't be. Cra- he didn't come back acting all fucking crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. He'd bring a girl back once in a while, but it was never. He was an awesome roommate. Right. Yeah. Right. And he'd probably have your back if you needed yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good old boy, man. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. He just a little disgusting by putting the water dip on the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then my and then he didn't come back. He didn't make it the whole year because mm. of whatever reason. And then I mo- moved in. I lived with this guy named uh, Robert, mm-hmm. and uh, he was all right. Like, he was fun, and him and I were banging the same girl. At the same time? Yeah. Did you know? Like, yeah. Really, like, high five? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not London oh, Bridge. Not, not like that, okay. But more like, um, <laughs> like I would go out with her, and yeah. then we'd in my bed and have sex and uh-huh. then I'd go to class and then she would get in his bed and have sex. <laughs> she's that a whore. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I already knew because somebody was like, hey, she's been with the whole ambulance team in the small town. And I was like, okay. Whatever. You're yeah. getting yours. That's all that matters. Yeah. Especially and that age. I came back and he was like, hey, I had sex with whore. <laughs> ah, fuck. I don't know. It's a good horse. Holly the whore. Right, Holly. <laughs> Bored. Ooh, right. Easy to nail. <laughs> and uh, I was like, that's weird. And he's like, we should keep doing this. Right. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be back. Yeah. It High wasn't. Five. Yeah. It wasn't like <laughs> a tag in. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and in this corner. <laughs> yeah. It was very bizarre. Hmm. That went on for like a couple months. Who broke it off gonna... first with her? I think we just were like, Stopped calling her or <laughs> found another shiny toy. Right. Mm. I'm done passing you around. This joint's been smoked. Yeah. It's so funny, too, when you think about that part of your life mm. and having sex and how you like, this is going to be awesome. And it fucking sucked. Right. The worst sex of my life I had between 18 and 23, 24. Yeah, mm-hmm. You don't know what you're fucking doing. You're the up. worst yes, sex. Yes. But people all the time are like, oh, if I could just get with like a 21-year-old. Uh, no. Fuck that. Right. Fucking have to teach him everything all over. What? Teach him everything like I'm some <laughs> fucking Harvard scholar. Yeah. <laughs> See, what you want to do is you want to arch your back like this. Yeah. Pop that ass up in the air. Yeah, you <laughs> don't fucking know shit. <laughs> I still don't fucking know shit. Just lay there and take it. I just think I'm doing what she likes. That's it. That's really fucking it. A few well-placed moans will make us feel like we're doing everything right. Yes. (laughs) Oh, baby, baby, you are so big. Isn't that right? (laughs) Right. I was like, can you fucking stop saying that? She's like, what? I'm like, I I appreciate the effort, but now it's just becoming comical. <laughs> Why don't you just start saying I've never done this? Right. <laughs> With you. Right. Right. But that's what it is, right? We start doing mm-hmm. sex. We ju- we we're not good. We just are satisfied with what our partner does. Yeah. That's all that matters. As long as you're getting yours, then the end. I'm only doing just enough. <laughs> Absolutely. It totally gets better the older you get. Yeah. I don't know if it gets better. I think I think you just accept what it is. Oh, you accept I, it for what it is. I yeah. think I enjoy it more as I get older. For sure. I think, yes. I've never not enjoyed it. Yeah, there's an emotional <laughs> connection, right? There's yeah. a little more in play. Mm-hmm. So sure, sure, I enjoy it more, but am I good? Right. Like, I, it's like this. I make this egg sandwich. <laughs> oh, 
like it's good and eggs. <laughs> it's it's a good egg sandwich, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. I hardly think I'm a fucking great chef. Right, right, right. I'm sure Gordon Ramsay makes a much yeah. better egg sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. I'm hardly one to fucking give classes on how to cook, so I'm not going around being like I'm fucking good at cooking. Oh, that's fun. That's <laughs> but fun. with sex, so I'm not gonna do that with sex, right? Like I'm, it's fine, it's enjoyable. Uh-huh. I feel like she's happy in it. Yeah. I'm hardly gonna go around being like. <laughs> What's up? Right. How you doing? Uh, Let me tell you how it. Like you were like teach him some things. Mm. Like fuck, what if I can teach him how to not fucking move? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty simple to lay there, Becky. Mm. Right. Teach him to be like, oh yeah. <laughs> Teach him to hand him the tissues. Like what the fuck am I gonna do? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. Yeah, mm. it's funny. Funny. That shit's funny, man. When I think about that and reflect about that part of my life and mm. how fucking lost, I'm lost now. Yeah, but at that time, you thought you fucking had all the oh. answers. You had that shit figured out, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes through life like that listener email we read this morning. 15-year-old thinks he fucking knows everything, right? You think you got it all figured out, and then you hit 21, and you're like, fuck, you look back at 15. Well, I didn't know shit, but you still think you got it all figured yeah. out. Yeah. 30, you look back at 21, you're like, fuck, I really didn't know anything. But you think you got that part figured out. You never really figured out. But I never understood how as parents, mm-hmm. even now I see some parents do this, how you don't realize at some point you're just an observer. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, just watching like, your kids grow up? Yeah, or, like right? my parents knew I was going to be like, I've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And not once, they just, they just chose to butt heads. They didn't choose to like, Guide, okay, well, good know. luck. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right, you got to be an observer. Like you know, that's going to happen. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you got to let them learn from their mistakes. Yeah, like, hey, I'll be right here. I'll be right here yep. when yeah. that fucking falls apart. Yep, that's all you can do. You don't know my life. Truth. Yeah, well, the thing thank is, God on yeah. that. Right. As our friend Scott says, when mm-hmm. his kid was yelled at him and was like, "I hate you," and he was like, "Good, I'm glad we got that out of the way." <laughs> I've been waiting to tell you, I hate you too. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh, I but we're never. in this, and I'm your dad, and we're yes. gonna like it's a great line, mm-hmm. right? He didn't really mean I hate you, mm-hmm. right? But if you want to spar, we can go word for word, because <laughs> I can handle it. Right, yeah. right. We all used. To, I used to tell my kids that all the time, and as growing up, man, I I was your age. I was a teenage boy at one point in time. Everything you're doing now, I've already done it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't try to think you can pull one over on me. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help. I feel like that's a challenge statement. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to do anything that I haven't done. Oh, you're all. Yeah, watch Oh, yeah, me. challenge accepted. Yeah. Try it. Right. Hold my beer and watch this, Dad. <laughs> that could be fun, though. It'd be like, all right, compare notes. Well, I did this last night, Dad. What the oh, fuck, God. <laughs> I never want to yeah. get into a dick measuring contest with my family members. <laughs> right. Ever. Mm. That's mm. funny. Man. Yeah. At some point, you just got to be an observer and be like, ah, fuck it. it. That's it. It is what it is. I'll be right here when you're ready. Lindsay and I were talking about this a little bit today, but uh, I'm reading about um, doing risk activities with your kid, like teaching them, like, basically, it's supervised danger. Okay. Right? Because that is where you learn. Like, that's the depth of where you learn. Mm -hmm. Learning how to cut with knives, play with hammers. Right. Drills, right, 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 right. Like giving them, a, I'm, I'm going to get my kids a pocket knife. Right on, and teach them. And how they to can use have it whenever they want. They got to ask me. I will hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what we do with ours. But yeah, it, but it's p- believable with boys, especially sure. the, of right. the oldest age. Mm-hmm. Right. 
right? Girls is something different. I, I, get you, I, get what I want them to fire a weapon. I yep. want them to drill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want them to use a sledgehammer. Yeah. Right. Right. So they're not just growing up all weak Chop and feeble wood. and not knowing. Learn anything. these. Things. I mean, I don't know about chopping wood. I don't know what kind of fucking resource that is. They can build a fire. No, that's they can oh. chop wood. Chopping wood doesn't give you the sudden ability to make a fire. <laughs> True, it is part of the step, though. I mean. No, going to the fucking store and buying chopped wood is a part right. of the step. I'm looking or, for the match or, light tree. Or walking over and turning it on. Yeah. There's a lot of that now. Like it isn't, you know You won't find a gas fireplace while camping. No, you sure won't, but that would require you to go camping. Right. And camping you know isn't made of fucking RV. So mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I loved it as a kid growing up. I, I loved it. It's one of I my favorite pastimes. I loved yeah. it too. I loved it too. But it's not like, like, I can only think of one time, and there's some great memories, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in terms of what did camping get me, Yeah. I can't tell you what that is, right? Like, did we have great memories as a family? Sure, but we also had great memories not camping. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. But it does teach you survival in a sense. It teaches you no survival. It does. It does. You know that you can live outside. You know how to gather wood. You know how to build a fire. You know how to fish. So you get your own food. I think it teaches you bare minimum survival skills. If Mm -hmm. you do those things. A lot of people go camping and don't go fishing. Right, right, right. Because they just fucking pull the RV up. Right, you or put they put your shit down, or they like, well, they'll pitch a tent. Mm-hmm. But even mm-hmm. a fire, you're not like you're fucking using a match. Right, you're not rubbing two sticks together. Yes, old school way. Yeah, you're not really. You're not. You know, you don't have a flint. Right. Very few people have true camping experiences mm-hmm. where you go to sleep when the sun goes down. Yeah. Right. Or you got to keep the fire stoked. Right. Or you camp somewhere where you got to have the food put away so the bears don't fucking yeah. get it. Very few people do that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I don't agree that you get these. You get this self-perceived. I'm learning survival things, but those aren't real survival. We watch fucking naked and afraid or alive. Yeah, those are real survival skills. Yeah. Identifying plants that you can or cannot eat. Yep, that's a survival yeah, skill. Yeah, you figure that shit out the hard way. But just because you go and fucking smash some sugary white substance between a fucking graham cracker and chocolate that you got brought on a hanger doesn't make you a fucking survivalist. Right. 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 Where's that mallow tree? Right. (laughs) Right. So, I don't know. One of my favorite experiences ever camping was going when I lived in California, went camping in the Redwood Forest. Oh, yeah. And we had minimal things. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and it wasn't like a survivalist thing like we were talking about, but it was it was a great experience. Who can say they 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 camped under the redwoods? Mm-hmm. It's an awesome, <laughs> but not very many people right, can exactly. Not many can. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing to realize that you can be thirty degrees colder mm-hmm. in the redwoods compared to the, what the temperature is. Right, right, because all the shade. Yes, is so fucking huge. That's like you think the desert, you're like, fuck, it's 112. Wait till that sun goes down. Right. And then it gets below freezing. Right? Yeah. 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 It's like Appalachian Trail, that's some fucking survival shit. Yeah, right. But only if you walk more than 200 feet. <laughs> I mean, you get to say you did it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I you, stepped foot on it. <laughs> you get to say, I hiked the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking baker. Right. I went camping. <laughs> I'm, I'm a camper. Right. I'm a survivalist. I'm Corbin. a survivalist. You are right. <laughs> because I put up shelter and I caught my own food. Yeah. What's the threshold to be call yourself a survivalist? 
<laughs> None of us know. Uh, I think there's some. You got to be able to build a shelter. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to fire. Provide food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pro- yeah. Get clean water. Right. Yep. And the fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty basic stuff. Yeah. The essentials that human beings need. Absolutely. Fire, water, shelter, food. And that's it. But getting all that shit together isn't exactly that easy. And you got to no. do it with minimal resources. Right. Right. And no fucking time. lighter. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Maybe a fire starter. A flint, a flint. maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? But even then, I've watched people with flints and be like, what the fuck? Are you retarded? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. That's not how flints work, man. <laughs> right. I don't know why this pile of sticks isn't lighting. It's because you need to thin it out a little bit. There's survivors on right this year, and there's a guy on it, and he's got to be 6'5". He's just a massive human being, incredible athlete, and he's a survivalist, Mm -hmm. right? He'll go out, and he made a spear, nice, right? And he goes out and spears fish. Nice. He'll run and pick up crabs with his hands. Awesome. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a fucking... But even in that scenario, I would say they're not survivalists. Why? It's controlled. Be- it's controlled. And two, they go to a bucket filled with water. Mm. Mm. Watch Naked and Afraid. Watch. Do you know how hard it is to fucking get clean water? Yeah, right. we were watching it uh, last night, actually, Naked and Afraid. And the, the couple that was on, the one guy, he tapped out after four days. Yeah. And I thought for sure that his partner, the girl, was going to tap out because she was like, she was nervous about going at it by so herself. So that's the one where she reaches up and grabs the snake out yes, of the tree? That yeah, that is exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. I looked at Kevin, I go, that bitch is a badass. I go, I looked at Kevin, I'm like, you wouldn't have done that. And he was like, you're probably right. I wouldn't have done that. I probably would not have grabbed a snake because mm-hmm. he's, a, he's afraid of snakes. Right. And I said, I know I wouldn't have done that. I said, the fact that she did that just made her a fucking badass yeah. bitch. She is a boss bitch. She grabbed that goddamn snake by the head and killed it and ate it and it was awesome. She's Fuck like yeah. derp a derp walking yes. like derp a derp and she's like, oh, there's a snake and it's like, reach, climbs in the thing and fucking pulls it. I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> and it's like a pipe. It was above her head. So uh-huh. like it had definitely, it had the advantage. Mm. Yeah. She did not. Right. And she took, she was a boss bitch. Well, I, but then Kevin was like, and or I said to him, I go, of course, you wouldn't have needed the snake because you would have brought hooks, so he would have been catching fish. If the fish are biting. Yes. yes. Like, that's Just because one brings hooks right. hardly makes you a fisherman. Correct. Correct. You're Absolutely. There. What's the fishing, what's the fishing uh, adage? Uh, it's, uh, it's 10% knowledge, 90% luck or something like mm-hmm. that. Seems about right. Right? Mm-hmm. You can do all the things right, be the best fisherman, but yep. if luck ain't on your side and they ain't biting, you're fucked. Right. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Survival. Survival. Yeah. <laughs> Survival and roommates. Not different. No. no. By no. the way, not different. The exact same thing. You may end up grabbing a snake you, at some point in time. Hey true. now. With either situation. Hey now. But, not that you want to, right? <laughs> right. Not that you think that's a good idea. <laughs> Grab that snake and beat its head against the trunk. That's right. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh, there it is. Such a weird song. There it is. Such a weird song, man. Right? Well, I went to the same spot I always do for the end of the song, and it was silent. Like, wait a minute. Shooter, what are you doing there? Yeah. All right. You guys have a uh, great week. See ya. Bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.